The following is another KXPN Sports presentation. KXPN Sports presents high school football. Snell takes it, and he rolls to his right, wants to run it, makes a man miss, looks for a block, heads to the end zone, and stretches the ball across the goal line for the touchdown. Brayton Snell with his second touchdown rushing. Tonight, the district title is on the line in Gibbon as the Buffaloes welcome in the Arcadia Loop City Rebels. High School Football on ESPN Radio is brought to you by the KXPN Sports Club. First and goal, officially called the five. Snell, back to pass, looks right, throws into the end zone, caught, touchdown, Corbett Hines, his favorite receiver, has his second touchdown of the quarter. State Raid Gibbon has been rolling through their opponents to stay undefeated throughout six games. Arcadia Loop City just missed last year's state playoffs, and with a win tonight could go a long way in securing a spot in the postseason. It's the Rebels and Buffaloes coming up next, but first the new Tech Seed pregame show. We'll take you live to Gibbon with KKPR Sports Director Doug Duda. Right after this word from New Tech Seed. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit NewTech at yieldleader.com. The undisputed Midwest yield leader. And good evening once again, everyone, from Gibbon, Doug Duda, along with Brandon Bennett, here on the New Tech Seed pregame show, getting ready for game two of this rare Friday day-night doubleheader on Classic Hits 98.9 and, of course, online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. We just rolled down the road here from Shelton, where Shelton and Axtell had the homecoming game this afternoon, and now a unique matchup tonight. A couple of teams that have really made strides here over the last handful of years and will play for a district title tonight considering the body of work that they've already done and maybe a couple of different styles as we get ready for tonight's football game and we'll hear from coach scott over at arcadia loop city as they've got that co-op together consolidation together and i think uh, there are some arcadia boys that have helped out loop city and uh vice versa. Just some good talent as they've worked through that here the last couple of years. And for Gibbon, they continue to improve one of the most improved programs here over the last five years in the listening area. Made it into the state playoffs, went 8-1 and one last year, drew the champs Aquinas in the first round, and trying to be an even better football team this year uh, with Tanner Gideon, the transfer coming over, leading him in the backfield. And you've got a senior quarterback in Braden Snell who can do a little bit of everything. And I really think we're going to see him have to do some good things through the air tonight, which he has already uh, looking at that 1,000 yards on the season. He's got his favorite wide receiver, Corbin Hines, and if they could hook up again tonight like they have throughout the year and throughout last year, that may be enough to uh, take care of business here at home. But for Gibbon, they have just been rolling everybody. The fewest points they've scored was on opening night with 38 points, then 39 against Bayard, and over the last four games, the fewest they've scored was 48 points against a Bridgeport team that many people thought, even though they had to make the long travel uh, from the panhandle out here was going to give Gibbon a tussle. That just hasn't been the case. Gibbon back home after just heading up the road to Wood River and Centura the last couple of weeks. They actually played last Thursday, so an extra day to kind of rest up. And they may need that because this Arcadia Loop City team physical. There's nothing that is going to be glamorous about Arcadia Loop City. They're going to line up 
They're going to try and run it over you, run it through you. They're going to try and hit you hard on defense, make tackles, force turnovers. And outside of the one game with Shelby, they have really done an outstanding job defensively. Four of their six games, a total of eight points. Their only loss was in week two at home to Atkinson West Holt, who today is in the state rankings at 6-0. and And how about Arcadia Loop City moving into the number 10 spot in Huskerland Preps and the Lincoln Journal Star, given moving into the top five with that 6-0 record. So a lot of great football today, and we're really looking forward to the matchup. We're going to hear from the coaches uh, for Gibbon, Mark McLaughlin, and for Arcadia Loop City. We'll talk with head coach Mike Scott coming up in just a moment on Classic Hits. And, of course, the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Our internet streaming brought to you by the University of Nebraska Carney, we are the difference makers. Schedule your appointment today. Great football, beautiful night. Can't wait to get into it. We'll hear from the coaches when we return. Sportsman's Restaurant and Lounge is doing their part to stimulate the economy. Every Saturday from now until further notice, Sportsman's is offering their famous prime rib dinner for two. That's two of everything two prime ribs, two salad bars for only 25 bucks. Dinner starts at five. So head to sunny downtown Gibbon, tempt your taste buds, and stimulate your wallet, all at Sportsman's Restaurant and Lounge. They make it affordable to make the short drive. The New Tech Seed pregame show continues here on Classic Hits and online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. And our first chance to see the Rebels of Arcadia Loop City big game tonight. And uh, Mike Scott, the head coach of the Rebels, joins us. And, Coach, uh, you knew that you had some kids coming back. You had a solid season. I'm sure it stung just missing out on the playoffs last year. But I'm guessing the kids uh, used that as a springboard into this season. Would that be accurate? Oh, that's pretty Pretty much right on. Yeah, we were we were really disappointed last year, and, and we thought we might sneak in as a low seed or a really high seed, I should say, and, and get in there. But uh, it is what it is, and here we are again, kind of in the same exact position. I know that Coach McLaughlin at Gibbon told me at the beginning of the season, even though they were eight and one and had that tough draw with Aquinas, he goes, "We have to take care of ourselves." And it looks like you guys are living that same mantra, and and you've done a pretty good job so far this season. Yeah, yeah, that uh, West Holt game kind of stumbled a little bit, but they rebounded good after that. Obviously, defensive-wise, are playing pretty sound football so far. Coach, tell us a little bit about your team, because uh, as as I talked to Bob Jensen or some of the state Raiders, it just seems like you're just sitting there flying under the radar, and if you get things done tonight, you won't be under the radar anymore. What 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 is it that your team's doing really well right now? Well, we play pretty sound football. You know, we're, we're a ground-and-pound football team. We don't... Uh, we're not real flashy. You know, occasionally we'll bust a long one. Most of the time it's just trying to control the line of scrimmage. Get guys on the ground defensively and just play good sound, solid, you know, uh, gap control football defensively and, and get, our, get our blocks offensively. You're not going to chuck the ball around a whole lot. Uh, let's, you like to run the football. You line up to run the football. But let's start with your quarterback in, in McCray Mashka who had to move into that spot uh, this year. How do you utilize him? What do you ask him to do? Well, you know, as a sophomore, we're trying to keep the pressure as much as we can off of him. He has completed as of late, you know, a few passes uh, just to, you know, keep defenses honest so they can't load the box on us. But, you know, he's kind of more like just a field general out there. He's going to hand the ball off and execute things, make sure that he gets the right the right reads and if he has a check down to an audible call that uh, he, he's, he's, you know, he's got his jobs to do. Uh, but, we, you know, we obviously we're not – relying on his arm to, to carry us 
you know, this season. As, as he gets a little bit older, we'll put a little bit more pressure on him. But as of right now, you know, we're we're just trying to put him in the the best environment that he can have success and 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 maintain, you know, a good quarterback position. Mike Scott, the head football coach of the Arcadia Loop City Rebels, with us here on the New Tech Seed pregame show. And as fans would look at your roster, it is not completely full of upperclassmen. Uh, a lot of these kids that we are going to be talking about and seeing tonight have had to step up as sophomores, and even a few of those played last year. Uh, are, you, are you even a little surprised at how well these youngsters are doing? Well, you know, not really, because we kind of knew who, who who we were going to have come in to replace our missing guys. I suppose, you know, I suppose it really got us started. Maybe Nolan Baker uh, jumped out from the forefront. We took him down to camp at uh, UNK this summer, and he he had a phenomenal camp. I think he had like nine touchdowns during the the uh, the camp time, and then I think that's about three times what we had last year the whole season. So he kind of jumped to the forefront right there, and we kind of knew he was going to be a good one. And he fits right. He really stepped up. So as far as sophomores go, I mean, we've got a good group. You know, our quarterback sophomore with McCray, and we've got Ty Calrose. He's a sophomore. He's, he's fine running back. I mean, if we could get him the ball 20 times a game, I think we'd be in just about the same position as as uh, our running back uh, Tommy because they're both just they're both just phenomenal running backs. And we kind of maybe even had, and you can say it's more than that, but definitely three seniors coming into this season in Cohen Lewandowski, Thomas Spilnick, and Grant Lewandowski that would have been able to – hear their names a lot uh, on both offense, not just as the running backs, but on defense as well. You lost Cohen, but Spilnick and Grant uh, are getting it done on both sides of the ball for you. Oh, yeah, they're great linebackers. You know, Grant, he's leading the team again. He, he ended up leading this last year in tackles. He's, he's doing just – he didn't lose a step. He's coming right in. In fact, you know, I think he's a little better linebacker this year than he was last year. He takes on the blocks a lot more aggressively and he's flowing. And, you know, they're all becoming better tacklers. And, you know, that, that's the name of the game. As long as you can continue to progress – as a defensive guy, you know, and you're not just kind of sitting in that same old rut, just kind of relying on athletic ability. They're really going on more, you know, we're coaching them up. They're really getting aggressive in there. And and uh, they get guys on the ground, you know, as of, the last, as of late. You know, our, our solo tackles have went up four or five a game. And uh, for us, you know, we, we've always been a good gang tackling team. But with our solos going up, it's really keeping the yards down on, on the other side. Another minute here with Mike Scott on our new Tech Seed pregame show as the Arcadia Loop City Rebels are in given tonight. Your only loss by seven to an undefeated West Holt team that's 6-0. So you get another test tonight. Tell me a little bit about how excited everybody is and what you see from Gibbon. Well, you know, they, they're a fine football team. I mean, they, they execute well. They've got a great offensive scheme defensively-wise. They've got some of the best athletes in C2 on that side there. They're going to be a tough team to play. I mean, there's there's absolutely no doubt about that. You know, they can put points up on the board and they keep guys off the board. I mean, for us, we're just going to have to go out there and it's like I told the team, we got to execute. We got to do what we do. We got to do it the best that we possibly can. Control the ball. You know, kind of just like basketball. If they don't have it, they can't score. And that's <laughs> our philosophy. Just to, just to keep it on the ground and keep it out of their hands, and hopefully at the end of the game we come out to at least one more point than they have. Well, Coach, there's definitely that feeling that this is, could be like the old time in the trenches, grinded out. Do you see it that way? And tell me a little bit about your line. Well, absolutely. That's our philosophy. We're going to win it four yards at a time, and uh, you know, occasionally our size will break, you know, get on them, and then we break one. Uh, you know, our offensive line, I can't say enough about them, you know. They they get the job done week in week out. We go against some big guys and they end up moving them. And we play a really really quality team up in 
in Hershey to start the season. They had two great big 300-pounders up there on the line, and our guys wore them down. And I couldn't, you know, I never in my last season I thought that we could be that dominant. And they just picked up off of there. And they just continue week in and week out to, to surprise me and get better. Our backs are matching there. You know, when the holes are there, they're reading them. They're sustaining their blocks. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with where we're at right now. I think we're on the right path. Uh, you know, just time will tell. This you know, this game is a big one for us, a big one for, for Gibbon. Uh, I, I just hope that uh, we can get out there offensively, we can execute, and defensively we can get guys on the ground early. Well, it's great to be playing for a district title. And, uh, Coach, uh, we're looking forward to a great football game tonight. Mike, thanks for the time. Best of luck. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Doug. Thank you. That's the head football coach of the Arcadia Loop City Rebels, Mike Scott. We'll be back in here from Gibbon coach Mark McLaughlin right after this on the New Tech Seed pregame show. Trotter, Woe, and Go in Loop City is a very proud supporter of the high school athletes in and out of the game. Stop in and see us before and after the game. Fill your tank and your tummy at the Woe and Go in Loop City on Highway 92. Trotters has been proudly serving this area for years with a location near you. Trotters Woe and Go in Loop City would like to take this moment to wish all the area athletes and coaches the very best. And welcome back to the New Tech Seed pregame show. We're joined by the head football coach of the Gibbon Buffaloes, Mark McLaughlin, trying to stay undefeated as they take on Arcadia Loop City for what will be the district crown in C26 and uh, get you a spot at the playoff table. And, Coach, uh, we talked at the beginning of the year that you wanted to make sure and take care of your own business. Despite being 8-1 and one last year, the draw didn't go your way and you ended up playing the state champions in the first round. I assume by the way I'm looking at the stats and watching the highlights, you've got to be pretty pleased with the way the kids have played so far. I think we've we've done a good job of taking things one game at a time. Doing so has kind of allowed us to exploit exploit things that maybe are better matchups for us on a week-by-week basis. And, and so, yeah, we've definitely put ourselves in a favorable position right now, but uh, tonight's the big one, you know, Lose tonight and you're back to eight and one and on the road in the first round. Win tonight and you're probably nine and zero oh and playing at home. What do you do with the high school kids? Because as we said, you kind of now, luckily and, and greatly, the the Buffaloes have been down this road a few times. You want to make them know about it, but you don't want them to make think about it the whole Friday before the football game. Uh, we, we we do a lot of different things. Um, I'm pretty pretty forward with them. I mean, I kind of lay everything out. If we win, this is this is kind of what what it looks like from here on out. If we lose, this is kind of what it looks like from here on out. And I guess the reason that we do that here is because with all the technological advances and everything, they're going to see projections on Twitter and they're going to see them on Huskerland message boards and stuff. So we just kind of put it out there for them and I walk through it with them so that way they hear it straight from me and then it's up to them to decide which route they want to go. Talking with Coach Mark McLaughlin of Gibbon and uh, we knew that you were going to have a couple of new faces at the beginning of the year and Tanner Gideon has definitely uh, stepped up and, and done the job for you. People will look at your stats and you don't have uh, a thousand yard rusher yet because you've been so dominant you don't have to keep these kids in for four quarters. So uh, tell me a little bit more about what you've seen from Tanner and your running game as a whole. I think we have a pretty balanced offense just in general. Um, our running backs Tanner has, I 
I think like 725 yards or something like that. Uh, Jacob Tracy's got about 275. Um, they they virtually split carries. Um, if the, if they don't if it's not even, it's pretty close. Uh, our quarterback Snell has 250 or so, and then we've got another couple other running backs um, and a split end in there that have carried it. So I think we've rushed the ball for like 1,700 yards or something. And then we've thrown it for quite a bit, too. Uh, It's over 1,000 yards right now. I can't remember the exact number, but um, we're converting about 68% passes. And and Tanner does a great job. Like you said, it stinks because he's putting up big numbers, but he's not getting to play the entire game. And so we're kind of hopeful that that tonight will be a night that we can – well, I guess it'd be nice if we could sum out, but we're not planning on it. And and we'll kind of get a feel for whether our kids are ready to play a 48-minute game or not. I think Tanner will be ready. And a little more on Brayton Snell, your quarterback. As you said, uh, teams just can't load the box up and try and slow you down running because this is probably about as good a given passing attack as we've seen in a couple decades. Again, it's a balanced thing for us, and, and obviously if you look at the numbers, most of the passes have gone through th- number three, Hines, um, but we have several kids that have caught passes. Costello's caught some, Coyar's um, caught some, Key, Tamayo, Stroh, uh, Vinny Pearson. Um, we've got several different kids. Last week, in fact, there were four different kids have touchdown catches, so... What we're trying to do here is, is, especially as the season, the regular season comes to a close, make sure that our offense is as balanced and difficult to defend as possible. I think this will be an interesting question, and I hope uh, I, I hope you've got as good an answer as I'm, I'm kind of figuring on here, Mark, because you've been on both sides of it now, uh, where when you took over the program, you were on the wrong side of some of these clock-running situations. And I've heard from a couple of the opposing coaches about how you guys handle it now that you are winning by big margins. How much did, I guess, kind of getting your teeth punched in the first couple of years help you and your coaching staff now that you're doing the punching? The biggest thing for me is 2009, um, my first year as a head coach, and then a couple years before that, like you said, we were just getting drilled. And and as a man, you know, that stinks for me as a coach, but the worst thing about it is you look at your kids and the kids that go hard all the time and they're in tears at halftime. I mean, that's not good for high school football. That's not good for the kid. That's not good for the other team. And so kind of what we've done here, and I, and I hope the other coaches that you've talked to kind of think this too, is first chance we get a chance to sub, we do. And and the basis for that is, number one, whether you win 28 to nothing or 56 to nothing, you still get the same amount of power points. Number two, we're going to graduate 18 seniors or 17 seniors this year, and we're going to need some kids next year. So we're trying to get some varsity game experience against varsity caliber players. So when we sub down and put our younger guys in, they're still playing the other team's varsity, and that's helping us. That's getting us experience for next year. But then I guess most importantly for me is that was the worst experience in my life getting beat by 50 on a regular basis and so I'm you know whether I like the other team or not you don't ever want to do that to somebody 
Well, I know, uh, and it was all positive, by the way. I probably should have mentioned it that way. It's all been positive for, for the opponents. So tonight, Arcadia Loop City, uh, as I talked with Coach Scott, they don't hide a lot of what they want to do. Uh, they want to line up and, and try and take it at you and man up on the line. Uh, what do you see from the Rebels? They're huge up front. Um, they're really, really big up front. They got a giant, giant fullback. Lewandowski is his name. Uh, he, Coach Scott doesn't doesn't disguise stuff, and and you know he's fine with that. That's that's his style of football lineup in an I formation with Spillenick at tailback. Um, Lewandowski uh, is their fullback, like I said, and actually uh, both of those guys were guards last year. <laughs> Halfway through the year last year, Spillenick moved from guard to fullback, and Lewandowski was at guard all year. Well, this year Spillenick started at fullback. Their running back broke his collarbone, so they moved Lewandowski to guard from guard to fullback and moved Spillenick back to tailback. So that kind of gives you a little bit of information about what kind of running game they're going to run. It's it's big boys, and they're going to run downhill, and they're going to be physical and powerful all night long. Well, we'll see who's left standing when the dust settles tonight. Uh, should be a great one. Good to see Gibbon and Arcadia Loop City battling for a district title. And, uh, Mark, uh, best of luck, and uh, can't wait to talk to you again as we get closer to the playoffs. Thanks a lot for covering us, our sport, our team, and everything. We really appreciate it, man. You bet, Coach. Mark McLaughlin joining us here, head coach of the Gibbon Buffaloes. We'll be back and look at the starting lineups right after this on the New Tech Seed pregame show. Farming is a way of life here. It always has been and always will be. Today's farmers have a feel for the land. That shows in the harvest. They team up with Clevenger Farm Products to deliver their fuels and help save valuable time. Locally owned and operated, so the people behind the counter are the people you've known for years. People you can rely on. Whether you need fuels delivered or you get your fuel right there 24-7, pay at the pump in Gibbon and Kearney. For everyone who's nurturing the land, Clevenger Farm Products, proud to support the area athletes. The New Tech Seed pregame show rolls on here from beautiful Gibbon, and the field looks great. Second game of our doubleheader today. Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett's on the New Tech Seed pregame show. You've heard from the coaches. Now it's time to uh, see how tonight's game plays out. And, uh, Brandon, uh, <laughs> it sounds like all Loop City will do is line up and pound the football here. There's some big boys on the other side for the Gibbon Buffaloes. And if Gibbon doesn't want to get too physical offensively, I think they can go out there and, and move the football as well. But, again, this is just that feeling of one team. And it, it's not like Gibbon's been a dynasty against Loop City. These teams have played a lot when they're playing to say, hey, we can win one or two games. Now they're on the other side of that coin. Gibbon has gotten there first. Now can Arcadia Loop City uh, step on and, and get the big win tonight? They are indeed, Doug, because one of the things about this game is that Loop City, uh, Arcadia Loop City is not going to be intimidated by the size up front by the Gibbon by the Gibbon Buffaloes because they played their first game of the year at Hershey. Hershey, as you heard in the coaches' pregame interview had two 300 pounders and they wore them down over the course of the game and that's exactly what Arcadia Loop City wants to do here ground and pound you heard the coach talk about not real flashy win it four yards at a time and you, and also another comment you made Doug about how good this field looks I was just down on the field here for pregame and the intensity in which Gibbon was warming up there was no letdown there was no lack of focus. It was the most intense pregame walkthrough I have ever seen a football team go through in my entire career. 
Well, let's take a look at the starting lineups for tonight's football game, brought to you as always by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. And we'll start with the Arcadia Loop City Rebels. At center, number 63, 5'10", 210-pound sophomore Dylan Spatansky. The tackles are number 64, 5'8", 190-pound junior Jared Curlow. And number 72, 6'4", 210-pound junior Clay Bauer. The guards are number 73, 6'2", 270-pound junior Lane Ruby, and number 77, 6'1", 315-pound senior in Logan Spencer. They don't call a true tight end here, which is unusual in a power uh, running game that Loop City has. They will call slot backs and split ends. The slot back is number 22, 5'8", sophomore, 180-pounder, Ty Calarose. The split end, number 30, 6'135", pound sophomore, Nolan Baker. The fullback, number 48, 6'215", pound senior, Grant Lewandowski. And number 46 is 5'10", 175-pound senior, Thomas Spilnick. The quarterback is number two, five seven hundred and seventy pound sophomore McCray Mashka. The head coach is Mike Scott, assisted by Josh Assey, J- Jason Obermiller, and Jason Phelps. Five and one, the only loss, seven points, fourteen seven to undefeated state rated Atkinson Westholt. They're ranked tenth in C two. For the Gibbon Buffaloes, at center, number 76, 6-foot, 280-pound senior, Armando Castaneda. The guards are number 68, 6'2", 260-pound senior, Jesse Walker. And number 73, 5'11", 265-pound senior, Ozzy Rodriguez. The tackles are number 63, 5'10", 205-pound senior, Colton Brown. And number 78, 6'2", 255-pound junior, Dalton Lures. The ends are number 20, 5'10", 175-pound senior, Christian Tamayo, and number 34, 6'8", 180-pound sophomore, Wyatt Lee. The wideouts are number 3, 5'9", 155-pound senior, Corbin Hines, and number 9, a 5'9", 165-pound senior, Oscar Cuellar. The eyeback is number 11, 5'10", 190-pound senior, Tanner Gideon, and the quarterback, number 15, 5'10", 160-pound, senior Braden Snell. The head coach of the Gibbon Buffaloes is Mark McLaughlin, assisted by Jeff Montgomery, Jackson Kenton, Steve Bristol, Matt Taha, and Alex Steele, ranked fifth in C2, a perfect 6-0 and on the season. And those are the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. We'll be back with the injury report and the weather report right after this. Clipper Publishing wishes all area teams good luck in the game. Clipper Publishing is proud of the successful athletes from Shelton, Gibbon, and Wood River and look forward to supporting and reporting on all the game's activities in the Shelton Clipper, the Gibbon Reporter, and Wood River Sunbeam. Go to clipperpubco.com every day for daily updates on events happening in Shelton, Gibbon, and Wood River. Why wait till Thursday for your local news updates? Subscribe to one of the weekly newspapers and go to clipperpubco.com for daily updates. Insure your home, auto, life, and business with us through Auto Owners Insurance. When you need an insurance agency that you can trust, call RAI of Nebraska in Ravana. Get the best coverage possible to protect what needs protected in your life. Not just an insurance agent, your friend. They will provide low-cost, quality protection and claim service that is second to none. Best of luck to all the area athletes from RAI of Nebraska with a location near you. Our injury report is brought to you by our friends at 
Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center getting you back into the game of life with two locations in Kearney. The big entry for Arcadia Loop City is Cohen Lewandowski, the senior uh, with a collarbone break in the second game of the season. If they are fortunate enough to get into the playoffs, it sounds like Lewandowski may have a chance to come back for Arcadia Loop City, but he's basically going to miss the whole season. And then you take a look uh, at what Gibbons got going on. Uh, Nothing that's going to keep guys out. There's been some nagging injuries. Tamayo has had an ankle bother him all year. Sometimes he doesn't get the amount of snaps because of uh, the lead that the team has in the game. And that is our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with two locations in Kearney. Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett's getting ready for undefeated Gibbon to take on Arcadia Loop City. And the weather is beautiful, but your weather report's a little different. My weather report is a little different, Doug. It's whether or not one team can impose its will on the other end. That's it's how we frame our keys to victory. So key number one, whether or not Gibbon's offensive line can establish itself as it has in every other game this year. If you look at the starting lineup for the Gibbon Buffalo's offensive line, they average six foot one and two hundred and fifty-two pounds. That's a heck of an offensive line at any size or at any size of school, but in this case, for a C2 school, that's phenomenal. 6'1", 252, average across the offensive line. Whether or not Gibbon can impose its offensive line's will on the defensive line for Arcadia Loop City. Point number two, whether or not Spilinek and Gideon on each side can find others that can step up and make the difference. Spilinek is averaging 57.3% of their rushing yards, while Gideon is averaging about 45% of Gibbon's rushing yards. Whether or not Spilinek for Arcadia Loop City and a Gideon for Gibbon can find the other people around them to help augment that high percentage they have, which is inordinately high for both teams, but it's been their key to victory. And then whether or not Arcadia Loop City can get to the fourth quarter. You heard in the pregame interview, Doug, that Gibbon head coach Mark McLaughlin talked about how his starters often don't have to play for 48 minutes. Can Arcadia Loop City push this game to the fourth quarter and push Gibbon and see what their conditioning is like for their starters to play all 48 minutes? Well, we'll see. We're just a couple of minutes away. Uh, Great points to today's game, and we'll see if it plays out any different than what the coaches think and what we think as you've been listening to the New Tech Seed pregame show. New Tech Seed, your yield leader. Contact Terry and Jason Stark or a New Tech Seed dealer near you. This sports broadcast is proudly brought to you in part by Adams Corner Market in Gibbon. Adams is your full-service grocery store with the meats, freshest produce, and every week there are great savings and specials. Fast, friendly, hometown, personal service. Adams Corner Market features Chester's Fried Chicken in their deli every day, so stop in before the game and get your dinners made for you from Adams Corner Market. Best of luck to all the area athletes. So many advantages of shopping at Joe's Market in Loop City. You know the people who work there, and they know you. Not to mention the great service and fresh meats, including homemade pull sausage. Isn't it just nice to know that all the food you can buy locally is fresh, and the people that help you are the same friendly faces that live on the same street? Their kids go to the same school. That's what you get at Joe's Market in Loop City. Joe's Market is proud to support the area athletes. 
the spirit of success. You see it all over town. People who take pride in giving their best. At the Exchange Bank of Gibbon, we understand what it takes to succeed. That's why we are there for you every day, making your life better and our community stronger, all while striving for your success, helping you develop and grow. That's the goal of the Exchange Bank of Gibbon. Banking made simple. See the professional staff of the Exchange Bank of Gibbon today. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. We are ready for high school football. Gibbon won the toss. They want the ball, Brandon. That's what they want to do. And if I was Gibbon, I would be the exact same way again. Looking at our weather report, whether or not Gibbon's offensive line can set the tone early on in this game. When I was down watching the Buffaloes in pregame, they were the most intense pregame I have ever seen. They want to take that intensity. They want to smack Arcadia Loop City in the mouth early and see if they can set their own tempo, their own tone for this game early on. Well, dropping back to receive the kick will be Corbin Hines. Also back there is Jacob Tracy. He can come in and play fullback if they need it. And Oscar Cuellar is there as well. They're ready for the kick. Arcadia Loop City now coming out onto the football field. And speaking of the field, Doug, the field is in great condition. It's got a really high crown on it. It's not quite that Barry Switzer, Tom Osborne high crown where you can barely see the forehead of the coach standing across the other side of the field, but it's got a really high crown. It looks really great. It looks like it was just very freshly mowed. The field is in great condition. These two teams are ready to go. You have two top-rated teams. This is essentially a district championship game. One's at 6-0, and one's at 5-1. and There's a lot of intensity here. Good crowd from the visiting team, Arcadia Loop City. I think we're ready to go. All right, let's play some football. Our second game of the day again earlier this afternoon. We had Axtell pull away late to beat Shelton just down the road by a score of 33-14. to 14. The kicker for Arcadia Loop City is Elias Ham. He'll put his foot into it. It's a high kick, returnable kick taken at the 11-yard line on the left hash and wanting to bring it all the way to the right side. Will be Hines, gets to the numbers, 20, 25, 30, hit from behind 35 and brought down at the 39-yard line. The tackle made over here on the near side by the Arcadia Loop City Rebels. And getting the job done looks like was Lewandowski. He can run for a big guy on that side, too. So here we go. Will they stick to the ground game, or will they immediately try and get out there and run that football and get all the ground yardage they can? First and 10, they'll mark it at the 38. Gibbon comes out in a formation we've seen on film before, Doug, because they're going to spin four wide. They're going to have one... One guy in the backfield, and it's going to be an open, wide open, multiple formation, multiple plays out of different formations for the Buffaloes. Four down linemen here for Gibbon. Ball on the near half of that pistol formation. And they'll take the snap, just a simple little pitch play, looking for some running room as Gideon finds the 40-45. Brought down 46-47 yard line. Good gain on first down, taking it off left tackle. Great opening play there for the Gibbon Buffaloes because you don't want to get too smart, too crafty, too schemy and scammy early. But yet, anytime you can go for a toss sweep that gets you seven yards, eight yards on first down, first play of the game, that's a big forward momentum booster for the Buffaloes. Second down and two. One wide right, one wide left. They'll give it to Gideon right up the middle. He's got the first down to the 49-yard line, just short of the midfield stripe, a gain of three. Gideon's right on track here because he's averaging 128 yards per game rushing. He was all district last year, transferred from, from Wood River, and you're seeing why Tanner Gideon is that good of a runner because he really is that good, whether he's outside or whether he's running between the tackles. Well, the Buffalo fans have got it all down. They've got the little cheers. They've got the chance. Uh, Big-time atmosphere here at Gibbon. 
on first down and 10. They'll turn and go Gideon right side. Big hole gets to the 45-yard line of Loop City. Bounces off a man and is tackled from behind. Thrown forward for another three yards by Ty Calarose. And just bouncing off first contact. They've made yards every time after contact. Another eight-yard gain. It'll be second and two. Give credit there for the big up-front guys there for the Gibbon Buffaloes because, again, their offensive line, very large for this size class of football, did a great job of blowing open a wide-open hole there on the right side. Going to go bubble left, but it's still Gideon off the left side, and he'll cut it back against the grain, 40-35, down the right sideline, 30. It's one-on-two, lowers the shoulder. Inside the 20, it'll be brought down at the 17-yard line. Again, a 26, and in the red zone, Tanner Gideon of the Buffaloes. Tanner Gideon showed us two things that we've seen on film, Doug. He showed us how fast he was exploding to the left. He showed us how well he could cut back to the right and also showed us how much room he could get after contact. Made three yards after two guys brought him down. We are in the Platte Valley Auto of Carney Red Zone. When you're in the zone to find our new year's vehicle, head to the top of the hill. Second and 42nd in Carney, your hometown Ford store. So five, four plays, four runs Gideon. How about five runs Gideon, but this time they swallow him up in the backfield. Snell is thinking about holding on to the football as he is sandwiched up there by Bauer and Ruby. No gain. Took too long to develop. Sometimes the, the downside of his own read is, or any kind of a read, is that it takes too long to develop. And in this case, Arcadia Loop City was able to diagnose the play, blow it up right at the point of attack. You've got Hines one-on-one here on the bottom of the field. Let's see if they go to the air for the first time. Second and 10 at the 17. No pitch play. Gideon, strong side. Follows his blockers, but hit after a short gain to about the 14-yard line. Coming in there, making the stick is Tyler Fieldgrove. Pulled the right guard that time, number 68, Jesse Walker, from the right side to the left side. He was a lead blocker in that case. And in, uh, in that case, Gideon was so fast, he was actually able to outrun all of his blockers. Now, Gibbon has not attempted a field goal all year long, so they're in two-down territory here at the 14-yard line. Third down and seven. It's been Gideon the whole time. Now they're looking for Hines. Rolls right underneath. It's picked off, and it's going to be returned. 30, 35. Hines is the only one that can make the tackle, and he does at midfield. Coming away with the interception is going to be Nolan Baker. What a huge play for the Rebels. That was a huge play indeed, Doug, because up to that point, Gibbon had all the momentum. They were doing exactly what they wanted to do. They didn't really even take a chance there on third down because the quarterback looked at his wide receiver the entire way, and unfortunately for the Gibbon Buffaloes, Arcady had seen that film, had seen that play so much on film, he was able to drift over, follow the quarterback's eyes, and picked it off for the big game ball spotted on the 49-yard line. First offensive snap of the game now for the Rebels. They load the box, ready to stop the run. They'll hand it to the second man through, and just getting back to the line of scrimmage is going to be Thomas or Tommy Spilnick. And they're just going to load the box. They are going to force Mashkey to try and throw the football here. And, and if I was the given Buffaloes, Doug, I would do the exact same thing. Thomas Spilinick for Arcadia Loop City averages 166.5 yards per game. That's over half of his team's total rushing. And you heard the coach talk about it in pregame. He's going to shorten this game four yards at a time. That's exactly what they want to do. So if you're given Buffaloes, why not put eight, nine guys in the box, force them to go to the air? And they will put eight men in the box, five up front, a little 5-3 look. Long count on the I formation. Pitch to the left side. Breaking the tackle. 45 into the clear. 40, 35. Spillick down the sideline. 30, 20, 10. Tiptoes the sideline. Stays in bounds. That's an Arcadia Loop City touchdown. 49 yards. 
walking the sidelines, tight roping it all the way is Thomas Spilenick. Thomas Spilenick showed why he's averaging the 166 yards per game because Gibbon there had his outside contained. They had him inside contained. They had him wrapped up. They just couldn't make the tackle. Spilenick ran through an arm tackle and then outran everybody to the end zone. And what a start to the ball game as we line up for the extra point with Elias Ham, the sophomore kicker, trying to make it a 7-0 ball game after the five points bank touchdown. Waiting the snap. It's good. It's down. The kick is way. It's smothered. It's blocked. It is blocked. And coming through there to make the block, trying to read the number on the black and blue here, the old Overton uniforms. I believe that was Devin Stroh that blocked the extra point. Yes. With 8.06 to go in the first quarter, Arcadia Loop City, 6, given nothing. Farming is a way of life here. It always has been and always will be. Today's farmers have a feel for the land. That shows in the harvest. They team up with Clevenger Farm Products to deliver their fuels and help save valuable time. Locally owned and operated, so the people behind the counter are the people you've known for years. People you can rely on. Whether you need fuels delivered or you get your fuel right there 24-7, pay at the pump in Gibbon and Kearney. For everyone who's nurturing the land, Clevenger Farm Products, proud to support the area athletes. Well, if you're the underdog, that's what you need to happen. If you're Arcadia Loop City, uh, Gibbons sticking it right down your throat, you get the turnover and you take advantage of it. It's a 13-point swing in the ballgame, Doug, because the Gibbon Buffaloes were doing everything they wanted to do. They had to pick, and Loop City, Arcadia, was able to bring that ball all the way back, and instead of being down seven, they're now up six. First time all season, Gibbon Buffaloes have trailed. How will they respond I imagine the, the, the makeup of this football team, the metal makeup of this football team, they're going to be fine. But if you make another turnover, then it starts getting in your head a little bit. It's going to be a low-line drive kick that's picked up at the 15-yard line. They'll try the return left this time. Hoyard doesn't like that. Now tries to find some room to run. Good job by Arcadia Loop City to get down and smother him at about the 22-yard line is all the forward progress he will get. And so not as good a starting field position for the Gibbon Buffaloes. Taking the field, trailing for the first time in the first quarter of game number seven. Doug, I talked earlier about the pregame intensity exhibited by Gibbon. And so far in the first quarter, Arcadia Loop City has matched that. They have been just as intense and maybe even a little bit more than Gibbon because they've come out with the momentum, punched them in the mouth. Let's see if the Buffaloes can respond. So first down and 10 for the Buffaloes at the 22-yard line. Do they go right back to the air or they just keep it in Gideon's hands? It's going to be handed off on the right side. Gideon's got room, 25-30, 35-40. Down the sideline into Arcadia Loop City territory before he is popped out of bounds at the 48-yard line by McQuay Scott, and that's how Gibbon answers. They say, how about a little 30-yard trot back into Rebel territory? Great way to respond, going back to your workhorse, the man that's been uh, so integral in getting you this 6-0 record and the number five ranking in C2. Go back to him. Let him calm everyone's nerves. Get the crowd back into this. Now ball spotted on the 48-yard line, first down for the Buffaloes. Twins left, single right, out of the pistol. And they'll fake the handoff. What a throw. Looking, looking. Scared to pull the trigger. And now just throwing it away. That might be intentional grounding. Arcadia Loop City wants intentional grounding. That ball did not get back to the line of scrimmage, and he did not get out of the tackle box. He was inside the tackle box. The ball fell about two yards short of the line of scrimmage, and there was no receiver that I saw in the area. Gibbon catches a break right there. So rare do you see intentional grounding in high school football. Sometimes it's just not even in your mind. You're watching other things. Should have been a flag there. Gibbon gets a break, second down and 10 at the 47-yard line. 48, they actually picked up a yard on the 
incomplete pass. They'll go with the jet sweep, fake it. Compute, uh, quarterback keeper Snell has the first down 40, following a great block from Tracy, 35-30. Spun around at the 20, gets down to the 19-yard line, and there's 29 for quarterback Braden Snell. Give credit that time, as you said, to number 44, Jacob Tracy, doing a great job from his running back position. Downfield blocking, he's the one that allowed Snell to be able to get that extra yardage down the field 20, 30 yards down. It'll be first down and 10. Mark it right on the 20-yard line. We're back in the Platte Valley Auto of Kearney red zone. Last time a pick. Now what will be the call of Coach Mark McLaughlin and his staff? It'll be Tanner Gideon. Wants to go left. He's hitting the backfield, and he's dropped for a loss. Ty Calarose is going to get him behind the line of scrimmage. Maybe he's stretched to get back to the line. We're going to say it's a loss of one, second and 11. Calarose was there early and was able just to knock his feet together. And sometimes when you tackle the running back, all you have to do is get his heels to touch. And in that case, he wrapped him up, didn't allow him to get any further forward than what he fall. So second down, 11. Split out wide to the left will be Tamayo. Hines to the right. Got a couple of split ends here that are off the line of scrimmage. Sliding Stroh in motion on second and 11 out of the pistol. They'll give it to Gideon. Off the right tackle just into a mass of humanity. He's going to get two yards to the 19. It'll be third down and nine. And that's the mass of humanity that is the bread and butter for the Gibbon Buffaloes. Again, with that size of an offensive line averaging over six feet one and 250 pounds, you're going to go to them every time you need a play. And in this case, we're down to a third down in the red zone for Loop City Arcadia, and that's where they got the pick last time. Let's see if their defense can step up again. We've got a diamond set in the backfield with three backs. They will fake it, roll to the right, looking for the end over the middle. Open, but overthrowing the intended receiver, Wyatt Key, who was open at the five. And now it's fourth down, and again, as we said right before the pick last time, no field goal kicking. You're at the 20. You're going to go for it on fourth down and nine at the 19. And so far for Braden Snell, 0 of 3, one interception. Receiver was open. He had uh, about two steps on his man, but Snell just overthrew him by a step. Jason Andrist is going to check in. Also, Oscar Cuellar. They are the wideouts to the right side. Hines is over there to the left. They're going to try and shade him, give some help on the zone coverage. Slide a man in motion. For blocking protection, they'll fake the handoff to his right. Pressure, fade to the end zone. It's overthrown, and it'll be a four-down stop for Arcadia Loop City. Gibbons been to the red zone twice, zero points. Doug, you got to be really impressed here by the Arcadia Loop City defense because twice now Gibbon has been inside their red zone, and both times Gibbon has come away with no points, and Arcadia gets the ball back on a fourth-down turnover. So Arcadia Loop City, who scored on a 49-yard Tommy Spilodek run, have a 6-0 lead with 6.02 to go here in the first quarter of play, and the Rebels on their second possession. Again, Gibbon, march down the field, pick, then the touchdown. March down the field, stopped on four downs. And the quarterback, Mashkey, wants to keep it on option the right side, turns up the corner and gets leveled as he gets to the 25-yard line. He got smoked, and he will get up and get back to the huddle here. Good gain on the play. Gain of about five and a half. We'll call it second down and five. Good pursuit, good ball-hawking defense for the Buffaloes because they had one man that hit him low, one man that hit him high, and almost did that John Elway helicopter play in the Super Bowl where he got decleated and then turned a quarter turn as he came down. High school football on KKPR-FM. Carney, Gibbon, Loop City, and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. It'll be second down and five out of the pro set. I formation, single wide, right and left. Mashkey, run an option again, goes 
belly dive to his fullback, who is the big fella, Grant Lewandowski, and he'll pick up minimal yardage, a gain of a cut. Well, they're going to give him a little bit more than it initially looked like. Let's call it third and one. Picked up about three and a half, third and a long one. That was a pretty generous spot there, Doug, because I thought he came down with about a two-yard game. But in any case, it's third down, one to go for Loop City Arcadia, one of their first third down conversion opportunities here in this game. Back to the same formation. Twins to the right this time. They move a tight end out on third down and short, and we've got penalty flags. Little eager to start there for the offensive line. I think, yeah, I think the center snapped it late. Everybody seemed to be moving, and even the quarterback, Bashke, took a step back, and he had to to hold. So a procedure penalty on Arcadia Loop City instead of third and short. Now it's third and six. That completely completely changes your play call here because in third and one, as much as Arcadia Loop City wants to ground and pound in four yards, now they can't get it here at four yards because of third and six. And limping off the field is Dalton Lurs, like maybe he got an ankle rolled or stepped on. Third down and six now for the Rebels at their own 24-yard line up 6-0. Back to that eye formation. Turn, hand it to Spilnick, hit in the backfield and drop behind the line of scrimmage. A big loss to the 20-yard line, a loss of four on the play. Christian Tamayo made that play for the Gibbon Buffaloes, and I don't know that he'll get credit for the tackle because he wasn't the guy that actually brought him down, but he was the one that initially made him stop, made first contact, and forced him to come to the inside where there was inside help for the linebacker. So a loss of four on the play, and it'll be fourth and ten at the 20. So Spilinek three carries, zero, negative three, and 49-yard touchdown. Ready to punt the ball away. No rush. Kick is a high, lazy one. Fair catch called for and dropped the ball loose, but called in, hauled in there by the Buffaloes. <laughs> Scary time there. But covering the football is going to be Jason Andrus, and it'll be at the 43-yard line. So a 37-yard punt, no return. No return there, and you're right, Doug. He did bobble the ball a little bit. There's about a 50% uh, rate of humidity right now. It's going to rise tonight to about 65%. So as the night goes on, the temperature is going to fall. The humidity is going to go up. It's going to make that ball harder to hold. I like it. And later, we'll probably see the grass a little slick. Uh, we've, we see that these middle games of the year, once it's warm, it stays warm. Once it's cold, it stays cold. But when you see the fluctuation, uh, then you've got some chances in the second half of that happening. It looks like we had a penalty. I didn't see a flag. I didn't see a flag. I didn't see an indication. It's going to be a penalty against Gibbon that moves them back 10 yards to the 33-yard line. First down and 10, Arcadia Loop City 6-0, 3.57 to go first quarter, third possession, low snap, drop, picked up by Snell, rolls to the right, but he's going to be drunk down from behind, Jared Curlow with the sack at the 29-yard line, a loss of four. Curlow coming in from his defensive line position, they had a line stunt going on, and they were pulling the right guard, and Curlow was just so fast in that case, as the guard moved out, vacated a hole, he shot the gap there, and was able to track down Snell. So it'll be second down and 14. Gibbon at the 29-yard line. Out of that pistol formation again with twins left. It's going to be a wide receiver screen out here to Snell. Complete. Gets a block. 30-35 along the hash mark to the 40. Brought down just short of the first down at around the 42. And again, gets a really good spot out at the 43-yard line. It's going to be a gain of 13 and bring up third and one. Corbin Hines is a very talented receiver, and I completely understand respecting him to some degree, but they gave him 15 yards off the line of scrimmage. That much of a respect. You don't want to give him that much room. They're going to bring the chains out, Brandon. The first time in, what, four weeks? I cannot (laughs) 
Wow. The chains are coming out and brought to you by Carney Towing and Repair. They'll take care of you if you're stranded on the side of the road. No matter where, they'll get you home. Carney Towing and Repair. Thought he was short. Then he got a pretty favorable spot. I still think he's short by about a half a yard, which will bring up third down and short. But as they bring out the chain gang, make sure that they're awake over there. Stretch them. And he is short by about half of the football. So it'll be third and half a yard or half the length of the football at their own 43-yard line. Given an interception, turned over on downs, both in the red zone of Arcadia Loop City. And they trail 6-0 their third possession of the game, trying to stay undefeated and again for the district title tonight, the way the games have already played out. Uh, unless one of these teams loses to somebody that hasn't won a game yet, uh, they're in good shape. Going to line up in a full house backfield. Kind of looks like a quarterback sneak and push him in the back. Snell under center, takes the snap, waits for everybody to move, tries the right side, has the first down easily, and that'll move the chains here for Gibbon. Doug, that was actually number 34, Wyatt Key, that took the snap there. A little bit of a wildcat formation for the Buffaloes. Haven't seen that before on film. Only put a young man back there that was about as good a freshman as I've seen, not just last year, but ever. I mean, he, he doesn't... His, his maturity as far as physicality doesn't look like a freshman key getting the first down for Gibbon. He's their leading tackler on defense for a reason, Doug. We'll give him a couple of yards on that, and it'll be first down and 10 now at their own 44-yard line. Out of the pistol again. Snell back to pass, looking right. Pump fake wants to go for it all. He's got Hines behind his man. What a great catch in double coverage. He out-jumped the two defenders. He'll come down at the 25-yard line, a gain of 31. Doug, I just talked about, again. Doug, I just talked a few minutes ago about how talented Corbin Hines was, and we saw it there. He had a, a defensive man underneath him. He had help over the top from the free safety. In this case, he just elevated, caught the ball with his hands, came down, rotated so that neither one of those guys could poke the ball away. Big time play here for the Buffaloes. Well, the Rebels can't let that bother them. Uh, that's just a great catch. Uh, play that play that coverage every time. You're going to win more than 70% of the time. So first down and 10, looking to throw again. Looking plenty of time, and now hit from behind, and somehow he doesn't go down. Snell rolls out, fires towards the 10-yard line, complete at the 5, and into the end zone. Touchdown, Buffaloes. What a job back there by Braden Snell to scramble for the 25-yard touchdown pass. And it looks like it is number 9, Oscar Cuellar, to haul it in. Snell should have been tackled, and even if he wouldn't have been doing his arm work out here recently, he would have fumbled that ball. The defensive lineman grabbed both hands on Snell, tried to get him to put the ball on the ground. Snell was able to rotate away, find a wide-open receiver, touchdown given. And after the five points bank touchdown, Gibbons going to go for two. Out of that pistol formation, double slot right side. Wanted to fade left, not there. Throws over the middle, and the incomplete pass right at the goalpost was too high and no good. So both teams have missed their conversion, a blocked extra point for Loop City. And here an incomplete pass for Gibbons. 2.09 to go in the first quarter, 6 6 on Classic Hits. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life. With two locations in Kearney, the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, a very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. 
go forth, save, and prosper. Citizens Bank recognizes the importance of saving. No matter what your goal is, Citizens Bank in Loop City has a savings option that is right for you. Citizens Bank and Trust in Loop City is a proud supporter of the area high school athletes. Citizens Bank and Trust offers everything you need in banking to keep your life, farm, and business running financially sound. They appreciate your business. Best of luck to all the area athletes in the game. From all of us at Citizens Bank and Trust in Loop City, member FDIC. Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett's with you here. From Give it a big thank you to Athletic Director Jeff Montgomery and all the folks here for their hospitality. It's been a darn good first quarter, a little bit of everything. The run gets them down to the red zone, Brandon, but the pass gets them into the end zone. Doug, we've seen everything that we could expect here with 209 remaining in the first quarter. We've seen turnovers, we've seen offense, we've seen defense. We've even seen the chain gang here early in the game. So this game has so far lived up to the building, lived up to the hype. Let's see if the rest of the game can do that. All right, the kick is away. Very short fumble to the 25. Gibbon covers it. Gibbons got it on the 31-yard line on the short pooch kick. And coming up with the football is going to be Jacob Teresi. That's something we haven't seen so far in the game, Doug. But right on cue, we saw something else. The up man came up, and instead of trying to cradle it and stop, he was trying to cradle it and keep running. And as he was running, his knee popped that ball loose. Gibbon falls on it. First down for the Buffaloes. So each team with a turnover. And it'll be given with a ball. Given football at the 31. 6-6. Buffaloes didn't trail for very long. Now they want to take the lead. They'll go empty backfield. Trips right. And then they'll send Hines in motion on the jet sweep. Fake it. Quarterback keepers. Snell up the middle and trip. As he got inside the 30 to the 26, a gain of four. And unfortunately, Snell there was tripped by number 25. That was the yard line because it was the field or the turf monster in this case that tripped him up before Arcadia Loop City could get there. 6-6, 145 and counting to go here in the first quarter. We'll get to some scores from around the area on the Ashley Furniture Home Store scoreboard here in a little bit. Again, trips to the right. They want to throw. Snell rolls, rolls, throws underneath, complete at the 20, and then take it out of bounds is Devin Stroh. Of course, we know a lot about his brother Gareth, and it's going to be very close to the first down. Looks like they're going to mark him just short. Well, now they're going to mark it just past. Okay, so enough for a given first down. Brandon, that's their eighth here of the quarter. That is their eighth first down, and if I'm... Arcadia Loop City, I feel really bad for myself there because they saw that play coming. They had seen that before on film. I've seen it on Huddle before. But in this case, Arcadia Loop City just couldn't stop that play, and they knew it was coming. Stay in empty backfield. They roll the snap back here. It's a wide receiver screen. Complete out here. It's to Tanner Gideon, who is in the slot, and he'll roll himself inside the 15 and close to another first down at about the 11, 11 11-and-a-half yard line in the Platte Valley Auto of Kearney red zone. A swing pass out to Gideon, a gain of eight. And after a slow start for Snell, where he was 0 for 4 with a pick, he is 5 for his last five, including a touchdown. Credit there, head coach Mark McLaughlin and his staff for getting their players the ball in space and creating different formations and multiple plays within those formations to get that space open. Second and two, jet sweep again out of the left slot, just getting to the 10-yard line that time is going to be Gideon, and he's going to be short of the first down, according to the... Side mark over there. It is a gain of a yard. It'll be third down and one. Doug, there's 42 seconds and counting here in the first quarter. And for Arcadia Loop City, you're already starting to see some of their defensive linemen put their hands on their hips. They're getting gassed here because of the tempo of the Buffaloes. 
Well, this is what they want to do, wear you down. And now they send a key up under center again of that wildcat. Just follow him, gets pushed by his backs, and he's going to have an easy first down inside the seven. A gain of three that time again for White Key. Doug, for the Buffaloes, the center is six foot 280. The guards are 6'2", 260, and six foot 255. So in this case, if you're the Buffaloes, all you need is three yards. You're going to get that behind your center and your guards. And, Doug, we've got an injury here. Let's take a 30-second timeout. Nebraska weather is so unpredictable. Don't be left out in the storm with hail dents or even door dings. When your car plays the star in the episode of Nebraska Severe Weather, see the professionals at Dent Popper and Carney to save you. Dent Popper can remove minor hail damage, door dings, and other minor dents without damaging the original paint. Joel, Scott, and the guys at Dent Popper know how important your vehicle is to you, and keeping it looking nice is what they do. Stop into Dent Popper today, just south of the library on First Avenue in Kearney. Timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take time out to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank, member FDIC, and injury timeout as they are taking a look at the leg of one of the linemen here for the Gibbon Buffaloes. And again, when you run that play, if you get turned, there's all kinds of problems because you're bringing four or five guys. I mean, Key was running it. He's following his line. They're pushing, pushing. If somebody gets bowed over, you're going to have a little trouble. And coming off the football field here, is it Lutz again? He came off with a little bit of a tweak on the last series. The number 78, Dalton Lures. And Lures, I said Lutz, excuse me, Lures uh, is the man. He, he, he had just a little tweak earlier, and now maybe it's more than a tweak. It's a big, big kid, 250 pounds that they are uh, bringing off the field. It's a big kid and a big loss for the Buffaloes because that's one of their backup offensive and defensive linemen. It's one of their heavy jumbo packages that we've seen before. 22 seconds remaining now in the first quarter, and Gibbon trying to take the lead, 6-6. Could be the last play. First and goal from the six. Now that pistol again. Snell, low snap. Ball's fumbled. He's going to be hit and lucky to hold on to it. Boy, Arcadia Loop City brought pressure. In there was Cody Cholesky to make sure he didn't go anywhere. And that's going to be the final play of an exciting first quarter of play. Gibbons moving up and down the field. But a big 49-yard touchdown run by Thomas Spilnick had them on the board first. Gibbons was behind for the first time all season. They answer with a 25-yard touchdown pass to Quayar. Knocking on the door again. It'll be second and goal at the 11. Gibbons and Arcadia Loop City tied at 6. Students are back to school, and the local teams are ready to head back onto the field. Nebraska Land National Bank would like to show our students as they begin a new year. Stop by today and ask about our student accounts. From saving accounts to absolutely free checking accounts, we have the right fit for you. Visit us online at NebraskaLandBank.com or stop by 4615 2nd Avenue. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Member FTIC. Nebraska Land National Bank. 
October is Campus Visit Month at the University of Nebraska at Kearney. It's the best time of year to explore our beautiful campus and see how UNK can make a difference for you. You'll tour academic buildings, residence halls, the wellness center, and more. You'll learn about our quality academic programs, scholarship offers, and ways to get involved on campus. You'll get a taste of the UNK difference, an experience you won't soon forget. October is Visit Campus Month at UNK, so go online to visit.unk.edu and book your official tour today. Ready to start the second quarter here on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com with the score. Gibbons 6, Arcadia Loop City 6, but they are knocking on the door. Had a five-yard loss on that uh, last play as uh, Snell was dropped behind the line of scrimmage. So second and goal. They're doing a little razzle-dazzle again. Gideon on a counterplay right side, and there's nowhere to go. Looks like Spilnik tracked him down from the linebacker position. Got from the 11 to the 10. It'll be third and goal. As good as the offensive line is for the Gibbon Buffaloes, number 46, Colin Smith there, had the block on the lead there, but unfortunately Spillenick was just too fast, beat the block, got to the running back, and was able to push him out of bounds for a one-yard game. Well, Tanner Gideon on his first three, six, seven carries, had 78 yards on his last four carries, three yards. And they want to throw, rolling, rolling, Snell to the end zone, and it is caught, touchdown Gibbon. They just put him out there by himself. One-on-one, that's what Gibbon likes to do when the money is there. Hines gets open, and you just put it on the numbers. That's too easy, Doug. You can't allow somebody with Corbin Hines' ability, with his speed, with his hands, with his football savvy, you can't leave him out on the island and expect a defensive back to cover him. And in this case, yes, they've been giving him a cushion all night long of 10 to 15 yards, but in this case, you didn't have it. But still, the defensive back gave him too much of a cushion. That was just a simple five-yard and out pattern wide open touchdown Buffaloes. It was a little tough for the 31-yard drive, and now they will attempt the extra point. Jason Andrist to attempt the PAT, and before he does that, oh, a killer. If you got to take a timeout on the extra point, it just kills you. And so it looks like they're going to change their mind Maybe go for two as Gideon's going to get back in the football game. The timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take time out to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. Given about ready to kick the extra point, it's 12 6. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Micah Adams with Platte Valley Auto and Kearney. We've moved in a huge amount of inventory, so you can come by the truck or car of your choice. Come see me at Platte Valley Auto, Kearney. This is Tom Lahue at Platte Valley Auto here in Kearney. I've sold a lot of trucks and cars and made a lot of friends along the way. So if you're looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle, come visit me here at Platte Valley Auto. Now we're ready to line up for the Extra point here, trying to take a seven-point lead after the five-points-bank touchdown, a nine-yard touchdown pass to Corbin Hines. Andrews to attempt the kick. It's a little low on the snap, but they are able to get it down, get it up, and get it through the uprights. 11.20 to go in the first half of play. Given 13, Arcadia Loop City 6 here on Classic Hits. Farming is a way of life here. It always has been and always will be. Today's farmers have a feel for the land. That shows in the harvest. They team up with Clevenger Farm Products to deliver their fuels and help save valuable time. Locally owned and operated, so the people behind the counter are the people you've known for years. People you can rely on. Whether you need fuels delivered or you get your fuel right there 24-7, pay at the pump in Gibbon and Kearney. For everyone who's nurturing the land, Clevenger Farm Products, proud to support the area athletes. The game is more fun to watch with Fanatics. 
Fanatics Sports Bar and Carney, that is, and now there's even more Fanatics to love. The new edition nearly doubles the room inside, and the bullpen combines the great outdoors with great seats to the game. Follow the Oscars and your other favorite teams on over 30 high-def TVs, including two huge HD projection screens. Treat yourself to a wide variety of appetizers, sandwiches, pizza, wings, burgers, and even a kid's menu that will make you stand up and cheer. Football is more fun with Fanatics. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue in Carney. 13-6 given here in the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth. Two touchdown passes for Braden Snell after starting one of four with an interception. He is six out of his last six with those two touchdowns and ready to boot it away. This will be, again, a short pooch kick. Arcadia Loop City will cover it back at about the eight. Start left, 10, 15, Spilnick to the 20, and... Just couldn't find much of a hole. He'll be brought down at the 23-yard line. Let's take a look at the Ashley Furniture Home Store scoreboard. In the second quarter, Kearney 14, Omaha Bryan nothing. Grand Island 10-0 over Millard South in the first. Adams Central and Hastings 7-7 in the second. And Northwest leads York 14-7 in the second. Aurora 21-0 over Seward. That game is in the third quarter. Kearney Catholic 21-0 over Grand Island Central Catholic in the second quarter. And Broken Bow, 3-0 over Kozad. Central City, 12. Holdridge, 3 in the first quarter. Here it's 13-6. Given Arcadia Loop City now. Out of the power eye with a twin stack right side. And they'll turn and give it to the fullback. Looking for some running room as Grant Lewandowski. Just power it forward from the 24 to the 28. And Arcadia Loop City is also probably going to learn here, Brandon, that for them to win this game, they've got to wear down Gibbon a little bit. Both teams trying to wear down each other, but doing it from two different perspectives. Gibbon is trying to out-scheme, out-scam, out-run, and out-flank Arcadia Loop City. Loop City, excuse me, Arcadia Loop City is trying to just out-ground and pound Gibbon. That was only the sixth offensive play for Arcadia Loop City after turning it over on the last kickoff. Here's the handoff, Spilnock. He'll get off the left side across the 30 to the 34. Looks like about a yard short or right at the first down marker. They're going to have to take a look over at the sidelines and where they spot it. It looks like it might be enough to move the chains. Let's find out. Gain of four on first down, Doug. Gain of five and a half here on second down. So, again, right where Coach Mike Scott wants to be. Gain four every play. Third down, very short advantage here, Arcadia Loop City. Same formation with three wideouts. Let's see if Maskey just takes a quarterback sneak. Nope, they'll go Spilnick. Follows his fullback. Big hole over the left side, 35-40. Brought down at the 42-yard line. Eight more and the second first down of the game for Arcadia Loop City. Dangerous times there for the Gibbon Buffaloes because they had seven guys in the box. You had guys that were covering your wide receivers left and right. You had one free safety in the middle of the field. Everybody else was keying on the run. If you can get past that initial line of defenders, there was room to run there for Spillanek. 13, 6, 10, 16 to go and counting here in the second quarter. Gibbon with the lead at home playing for the district title. Same formation, I twins right. They'll give it to Spilnick again. This time he tries to come over the center, and there's nowhere to go. He got a yard, and he's stacked up by the entire interior line. Among those getting in there was Jose Loza. Last time, Gibbon had seven guys in the box. This time they had eight guys in the box. Bringing that one extra guy up allowed them that extra body to be able to shut that down early. Short gain of one on first down. And, Brandon, you talked about that. That's why Spillman got the touchdown. They had so many guys in there that when he broke containment and got into the secondary, barely even into the secondary, there was only one guy left to beat. 
So if you get past five yards, you're probably going to get a lot more. Second down and nine. Mashkey on the far hash, and it looks like a timeout's going to be taken here. Arcadia Loop City burns the timeout before the delay of game. Their first timeout used here. The timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank with 9.28 to go in the first half. It's been an entertaining game, given 13. Arcadia Loop City 6 here on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. The Aurora Cooperative Grain Team is excited to do all we can to help you have a great fall harvest. Whether it's opening earlier, closing later, offering great prices, harvest policies, or other marketing needs, we want to help you achieve your marketing goals. Be sure to call and visit with anyone on the Aurora Cooperative Grain Team about marketing options for your crop. From all of us at the Aurora Cooperative, we wish you a very safe and successful harvest. The Aurora Cooperative, growing opportunities. Take a look at some other scores on our Ashley Home Furniture scoreboard. It is Minden 10, St. Paul 8. Both teams playing for their first win. They are in the first quarter of play. Elsewhere, it is in Class C2. Cambridge 7, Bayard nothing. Donovan Trumbull leads Sandy Creek 14 to nothing. Southern Valley scores first on Sutton 7 nothing. St. Cecilia 21 nothing on Superior in the second quarter of play. Second down and nine for Arcadia Loop City. Rolling to the right, rolling, rolling. Mashkey throws it out here in the flat, complete at midfield, just short of the first down. Being a run down there is Calarose, and the tackle made by Vinnie Pearson. Great closing speed there by the defensive back for the Gibbon Buffaloes because at the point that the quarterback released the football, the the, the wide receiver in the pattern had nobody within seven yards of him. The ball floated a little bit, allowed the defensive back there to allow a seven-yard catch for an eight-yard gain. Brings up third down for Loop City. First pass completion, first pass attempt for the Rebels. Third down and a yard and a half ball right on the midfield stripe in front of the Gibbon bench. They'll give it to the fullback, and Lewandowski, well, they'll give it to him. He gets to the 48-yard line, and that would be enough if that's indeed where they mark the football. It's right here in front of us. Good line surge, and they'll move the chains. First down, Rebels. You know, in this case, Arcadia Loop City wants to get four yards every time they touch the ball. In this case, they only needed two, and they got two and a half in this case. Ball spotted on the 48-yard line. Arcadia Loop City starting to put that long meat grinder drive together that their head coach wanted from the beginning of the game. 8.30 and counting. Coming up at half the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. First and 10 at the given 48-yard line. Nine guys, eight guys in the box here for the Buffaloes. Long count. Turn, hand, Spilnik looking left side. They don't even bounce outside much. They try to keep it between the guard and tackle, and Gibbon gets in there again and makes the tackle after a short gain to the 46 two for Spilnik. So many times we've seen Arcadia Loop City run the ball to the left side of their line, so they've seen something on film. They've seen something in their scouting. They're looking at picking on the right side of the Gibbon Buffalo's defensive line. So in that case, the Gibbon defense is starting to flow to their right side. They're starting to overload the right side. Jesse Walker among those in on the tackle. Second down and eight for the Rebels. And they don't change their offensive look much, and that was what we were told coming into the ball game. Spilnik again. No, oh, they're going to go to Calarose this time. He squirts through there for a couple of yards inside the 45 to the 44. So Ty once in a while will get a carry. And he'll pick up 
enough to make it third down and six, so two there for Calarose. A little bit of that chess match here going on, Doug, because instead of Spillenick, Spillenick, Spillenick all the time, you bring in Calarose, you allow him to get a carry on second down. This brings up third down and six, ball spotted on the 44-yard line. Gibbons starting to make some adjustments on their defense. Let's see if Arcadia Loop City makes an adjustment on their offense. They've got third down along here. Big Dalton Lurs just headed to the locker room. Third down and six. They give it to the fullback, trying to find some room in the middle of the football field, but not much there. Pile falls forward to about the 40. Doug, for the last three plays, the entire defensive backfield for the Gibbon Buffaloes is peaking in the backfield of Arcadia Loop City. That's a great opportunity to see if you can maybe hit a play action over the top because everybody for Gibbon is looking at what's going on in the offensive backfield. They're not even paying attention to the guys they're lining up across the line of scrimmage from. Decision time for the Rebels. They're going to have to burn a timeout. It's fourth and two at the Gibbon 40. They haven't broke the huddle yet. And they're not going to get this playoff, I don't think. They come up to the line of scrimmage. Fourth and two at the 40. Do they try and draw them off? Here comes everybody. Quarterback sneak Mashkey, and boy, great job by the offensive line. It was like Gibbon wasn't set. It was like eight on two, and Mashkey just fell on the back of his guard and picked up about four yards on the play. First down for the Rebels. Doug, you used this phrase earlier. You talked about the mass of humanity, and in that case, it was the offensive line of Arcadia Loop City imposing its will on the defensive line for Gibbon. As soon as they snapped the ball, it was like there was nobody there. He just fell forward, rode his left guard for a four-yard game. You could stand your guy up and push him, but it was like there was four pancakes on that one. First and 10 at the 36-yard line, fresh set of downs. They'll try Lewandowski again on the fullback dive, and they're just pounding, pounding, pounding between the guards. He'll get three more to the 33-yard line. The first quarter was an investment in the fourth quarter for Arcadia Loop City. The second quarter is an investment in the fourth quarter. Arcadia Loop City isn't necessarily playing for now, although, of course, that's important. What they're hoping is that all this grounding and pounding is going to pay dividends for them. The investment's going to pay off in the fourth quarter with a tired Gibbon Buffalo's defensive line. Nearly a six-minute drive, and penalty flags come at the snap here on Arcadia Loop City. And back out of the locker room now is Dalton Lurs. Dalton's starting to do some warm-up here. Yep. He's starting to do some wind sprints here. Five and ten yards, doing some high knees, high steps, trying to work himself out of his injury and into his uh, field position here. So the illegal procedure will push it back five, bring up second down at about 11, 11 and a half for Arcadia Loop City. As I said, Gibbons only snapped the ball twice in this quarter. Now they got the touchdown out of it. Arcadia Loop City who hardly had any offensive plays in the first quarter because they scored on the second play, and then after Gibbon scored, they fumbled it on the kickoff, so another drive from Gibbon, and then they also had a three and out in there. Second down, officially on the board, they're going to call it 12, and Mashkey will set them down out of that eye formation. Will they go to the air? Yes, Mashkey, backside pressure, steps up, throws it as far as he can. He's got a man, but it's incomplete, and Nolan Baker was too worried about getting separation at his hand on the defensive back he stopped running if he had kept running he probably catches it in stride he had his man beat by a step and a half but he was too worried about a jump ball situation one of the things you always coach a wide receiver to do is get out in front of the ball you want to be able to get the ball out there in this case he was jogging through his route and again as you said Doug he only had one hand free to catch the ball and he was still about two feet shy 
this third down play is not what Arcadia Loop City is built to do. Third down and 12, there's not a whole lot of plays in their playbook for this. Baker, just a sophomore. He'll learn they're going to go Maryland eye this time with a single wide out. They'll pitch it to Spilnick, trying to follow his blockers. He's got a little seam, gets inside the 35, close to the 30, and that puts it in a fourth down situation where they can go for it. And again, a young man slow to get up here for the Buffaloes, but that is Loza. He pops up, looks like he'll be okay. And again on the play of about seven, maybe eight. We'll call it fourth down and four. And an update on our uh, previously injured player here for the Gibbon Buffaloes. Dalton Lures is now back up. He's got his helmet on, and he's standing right on the sideline as if he's about to go into the game. Still limping a little bit, though. Trainer's right there on his hip. So fourth and four for Loop City. Arcadia at the 30 of Gibbon. They're lined up to go for it. And before they do, Gibbon is going to call a timeout on defense. With 4.20 to go here in quarter number two, it is Gibbon 13, Arcadia Loop City 6 on Classic Hits. This time out brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. To some, winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. Others say it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. But everyone can agree that the uniforms and equipment you play in make a big difference in how you play and how you win. That's why TM Sporting Goods gives you that winning edge with top name brands and personal service. From seasoned pros like Steve Barinol and Tino Martinez, TM Sporting Goods, on the Bricks, 2217 Central, Downtown Kearney, TM Sporting Goods, a division of protein design. Buzz's Marine is proud to support high school sports. We can't think of anything that brings the family closer together. Well, maybe there's one thing. Buzz's Marine has brought the boating lifestyle to Nebraskans for over five decades, creating family memories that last a lifetime. We proudly showcase eight acres of new and used sport boats, surf boats, deck boats, pontoons, and fishing boats. Go to buzzesmarine.com for a list of our full inventory. Family owned and operated for three generations. Discover why we are the home of family boating. Buzz's Marine, South Central Avenue, Kearney. And fourth down and four, Arcadia Loop City at the 30 of Gibbon. Back to the I formation. They've decided to go for it here, and why not? Mashkey turns, fullback dive, and it's going to be close, but I don't think he got it as they handed it off to Grant Lewandowski. Needed to get to the 25, and he did not get to the 25-yard line, and so Gibbon will make a defensive stop. Each team has turned it over on downs once in the other squad's territory. Got Three needed about four and a half. That was a quick hitter play, so I like the play call from Arcadia Loop City. Unfortunately, any kind of a play like that is going to get you about two or three yards. Four is a stretch, and in that case, at fourth and four, it was one more yard than what the play could allow. And in this case, they came up one yard short, turned the ball back over. Now Gibbon has the ball, 4.15 to go, plenty of time. Let's see what the Buffaloes can do. One timeout. Snell takes it, hands it to Gideon, wants to get to the outside, left side, gets a block, turns up 30, 35, 40, stays in bounds, falls forward for another six, seven yards to the 46-yard line. When he did the little spin move, he was falling, but backpedaled far enough to get to the 46-yard line. Nice gate on the play. 20 yards. Great downfield blocking there by the wide receiver on the outside, number 27, Jason Andrus. He's a transfer from Shelton over this last offseason, and he paid dividends there. Not only is the kicker, did a good job of downfield blocking there, pushing the defensive uh, back, back. Tanner Gideon now has 100 yards rushing in the half. Bubble right, they'll hand it Gideon that way. Again, trying to bounce it all the way outside, get away from maybe the bigger, slower lineman. He'll get across midfield and into Rebel territory for a gain of six on the play. 
Doug, we talked earlier that each of these two teams were going to try and wear each other down in two completely different ways, and Arcadia Loop City was going to try and ground and pound and wear down the interior of the lines, whereas the Buffaloes were going to try and throw it all over, run it all over, and gas out the Arcadia Loop City in, in the first quarter and a half, a little more. Gibbon is the one that's able to do that better. 13-6, Buffaloes right in front of us here. Second and fourth of 48. They'll send a man in motion. Snell on the jet sweep. Hand it to him, and they have this smothered. He couldn't even keep going. He didn't even get to the end of his offensive line because there was a guy waiting for him, so he just jumped forward. Ends up losing a yard on the play. It'll be third down and five. In that case, Arcadia Loop City brought both of their inside linebackers and smothered that play, shot the A-gap on both sides. And in that case, in a jet sweep where you've got one guy coming across, one guy going the other way, you've got three different guys going in three different directions, the linebackers were able to get there and blew that play up. Brings up third down and almost six here. Hines with a loss of one. Ball at midfield here for the Buffaloes. Looks like they might be lined up off sides here. Back to throw it. It's going to be a wide receiver screen. Low, but it's caught there by Vinny Pearson. Pearson's going to get up the field for a first down inside the 45 to the 42-yard line. A gain of eight. Again, Doug, we're seeing that Arcadia Loop City are giving so much room to the wide receivers for Gibbon on the outside. In that case, yes, you want to respect their speed. You want to respect their talent on the outside. But you can't give them a 10, 12-yard cushion on a third down and sixth play. 11th first down for Gibbon. Let's give you a Major League Baseball update. It's still 1-0 Cardinals over the Cubs in the bottom of the 7th. The Royals rallied for a 5-4 win today over Houston. And in 14 innings, Texas beat Toronto 6-4. Here it's first and 10, Gibbon. Back to pass now. Throws out here in the right flat. Wide open, complete inside the 35. Down to the 30-yard line, then stacked up and pushed backwards. But it should be enough for a first down. There might have been a face mask, but no flag. You can hear the... Arcadia Loop City, or the uh, Gibbon fans yelling for the flag on Arcadia Loop City. There was a little bit of a face mask there, Doug, because the defender, as he was coming in to make the tackle, brought his left hand in, scraped the front of the face mask. It should have been a five-yard face mask penalty, but a great route there by the Gibbon Buffaloes wide receiver. All he did was go 10 yards out, did a little butt hook to the inside. He was wide open. Gain of 10, another first down. Approaching the two-minute mark here in the first half, 13-6. Jet sweep, fake it, back to pass. Snell rolls, throws underneath right side, and it is caught inside the 25. He was juggling it, but I think they say that he did come down with it at the 24-yard line. Clock continues to run, a gain of seven, and Snell is now nine out of his last nine. That is good talent and focus there by the Gibbon Buffalo's wide receiver because, as you said, Doug, he was bobbling it. He was juggling it a little bit and then was able to bring the ball in before he got tackled. And I think maybe they are going to change it. They have brought the, uh, they have brought the ball back. They have uh, discussed it between themselves, and they have called it an incomplete pass. So that will stop the clock with a minute 49 to go here. Before the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report, Gibbon 13, Arcadia Loop City 6. Should be second down and 10 at the 30. Snell takes the snap, hands it off to Gideon. Gideon to the left side, 25, good block, 20, 15, first down to the 13-yard line. Again, a 17 more for Tanner Gideon. And give credit to what these wide receivers are doing, not only catching the ball, but blocking. You're exactly right, Doug. Number 27, Jason Andrus. We've called his number a couple times before. He's a kicker and had a great downfield block. And in this case, he was the one that set the outside left edge 
for the Gibbon Buffaloes. That's what allowed Snell to get, excuse me, Gideon to get to the outside there. Our Platte Valley Auto of Kearney Red Zone. When you're in the zone to find a new or used vehicle, go to the top of the hill. Second and 42nd in Kearney, your hometown Ford store. Little counter play and a huge hole for Gideon. He's not hit till he gets to the six, and he'll get to the four right at the first down marker again. And now, Gibbon, just take your time. You don't want to give the Rebels any time when you put yourself in this situation. Rebels are getting tired, Doug, because what they're doing is they're not they're not being true to their technique. They're not being true to their scheme. All they're doing is running straight up the field and trying to cause whatever havoc they can. Gibbon caught them in that straight-up field rush, counter play, first and goal. Excuse me, second now and goal for Second and two from the five, and the snap is fumbled, and they just got a fall on it back at the 12. Gideon just smothered it. So they've had about four times the center exchange here. Rolls. The clock continues to run. Gibbon has one timeout. And the kids are a little confused at what to do. They say, huddle up, we're fine. But they're going to lose seven yards on that play. So it's third down and eight at the 12. Rolling Snell, right, looking for Hines. Now he'll tuck it up and run, gets to the 10. And he's going to be hit inside the five, dive for the pylon, and down just short. But that should be enough to stop the clock with 24 seconds. Got all the way to the far corner and just barely Stayed in bounds long enough to get the first down. Snell did a great job there of getting himself one more yard by having the ball in his right hand, that's his outside hand, putting his left hand down and was able to fall forward enough to get the ball at the one-yard line. Well, there's, again, in high school, there's you don't get to practice situations like we have right now. He dove for the end zone, which is what you want to do. He came up short. It's first and goal at the one. Gibbon has elected to use their final timeout. Now, there shouldn't be a problem getting into the end zone, but Arcadia Loop City stout up front. So do you run that wildcat and get it up front? If you don't, you don't have a timeout to use. In this situation, they could have spiked the ball, ran a quarterback sneak, whatever you wanted to do. But now you have to just go with two play calls, tell your kids if we don't get in on first down, breathe, there's time, because you're not going anywhere. Right. You're right on top of the ball. Right. Stand up, get lined up, do it again. You've got a couple of different opportunities here to send in about two, maybe three plays if you don't get it on the first play. But the one thing, if you're given, you can't panic here, because if you panic, then that's what's going to cost you the time. Can Arcadia Loop City come up with a big play here before half and give them some momentum because the Rebels will get the ball to start the third quarter. But Gibbons dominated the time of possession. 24 seconds to go in the first half. 13-6 Gibbon, and the Buffs have it first and goal at the Rebel one-yard line. No timeouts. They've actually got Hines deep in the backfield just in case, and they do line up in that Wildcat, and we've got penalty flags and whistles, and this might move them back to the six-yard line. Left guard was a little bit jumpy there and wanted to get a good start. Unfortunately, he started before the snap of the ball. And so now without that timeout, they may have to go to the air. Just the second penalty here that I have for given illegal procedure. They want to put more time on the clock because obviously no time should have ran off. There was 24 seconds on the clock. We knew that because of the timeout. So it'll be first down and goal at the six with 24 seconds to go here in the first half. Ravenna Sanitation halftime report coming up. Scores from around the area. We'll have plenty of other action going on with recaps and scores from around, the first half stats and more. So 24 seconds, they've got it right. And now again, just you can't panic. Don't get up there, run the play. Don't lose your head. 
focus on what got you here. It's their formula for success. Gibbon runs an up-tempo offense anyway, so for them to get two, maybe three plays here is not going to be outside the realm of possibility. Again in the Platte Valley, Ottawa of Kearney, red zone. First and goal now at the six-yard line. Different situation, but Gideon is lined up in the backfield out of the pistol. It'll be Snell rolling to his right, short side, looking, looking, now in some trouble, and he's just going to throw it into the end zone and throw it away with 17 seconds remaining. He thought about doing something that would have kept him in bounds there, and then he backpedaled two more steps and threw it away. Did the exact right thing. It wasn't there. You got time for at least two plays. That's a great decision there by your quarterback because if he goes down, if he gets tackled in bounds, then the clock will continue to run. You may or may not be able to get a playoff. In this case, you throw it out the back of the end zone. No intentional grounding. You live to fight another down here. You got Hines all out here by himself, one-on-one. Can't believe they don't double him a low snap again. They throw to Hines one-on-one. They overthrow him. And incomplete. It'll be third and goal at the six. And I believe on the coverage back there, again, was Nolan Baker. He was the young man that had the deep pass to him, the only deep pass that they have thrown for Arcadia Loop City. And now he's matched up over here on Hines. But instead of first and goal at the one, it's third and goal at the six. No timeout. Still time to run two plays, 13 seconds to go. And again, Doug, we're seeing that Arcadia Loop City is leaving, leaving Corbin Hines all out on an island into himself. They're only giving single coverage. They're not bringing the safety over for underneath help in this case with their backup against their own end zone. Now it's Field Grove out here on him. Third and goal at the six. They'll try again out of that pistol formation. Snell gets him set. Calls the cadence. And delay a game. And they knew it was coming over here on the Gibbon sideline, and there was nothing they could do about it. They had a hand on the right side that wasn't set. He was trying to get whether he's on the line of scrimmage or not, and the time ran out, and it's third and goal at the 11. I'll tell you one thing. That's probably not going to hurt Gibbon one iota. They're going to throw the ball anyway, gives them maybe more a little room, more room. Gives them more space on the outside there. But when the back judge starts chopping like that, you've got five seconds. You've got to be able to get that ball off. So let's see what they call now. They're checking their wristbands again, so I'm guessing they made a play, uh, change the play call here. Ball on the right hash near the Arcadia Loop City bench. Third and goal at the 11 with 13 seconds to go in the half up, 13-6. Here's a halfback pass. Tanner Gideon back to the quarterback. It's going to be complete to Snell. He gets to the 10. He's wallowing his blocker to the 3, to the 2. He didn't get in, and time is going to ro- Oh, they're going to blow him out of bounds. He got out of bounds at the 1. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. That's what the that's what they the headline says. But I just outside the one, and Gibbon again is going to catch a break. Nice play call. Nice play call, and, and Snell knew what he was trying to do. So it's fourth and goal at the one. Three seconds to go. A lot of momentum on this play right here. And now Arcadia Loop City is going to call the timeout which is always dangerous because now Gibbon can have plenty of time to do what they want to do. But timeout on the field, the halfback pass just about worked, but it does get him an opportunity again back at the one. Three seconds to go before halftime, 13-6, to six, Gibbon with the lead. We're just going to keep it right here because we're three seconds away from halftime. What do you think, Brandon? Lots of things that we have seen in the first half of this game, Doug, that we have not seen for a long time, and one of those is the throwback pass. That was a great play call because, as we talked about earlier, Arcadia Loop City is getting tired. They are just following the ball, and they're, they're not being true to their technique in a lot of the 
stunts that they're trying to do for the defensive line. And in that case, they caught him in the over-pursuit. And, again, I thought he was tackled in bounds, but the, the head linesman blew him out, and he was right at the feet of the head linesman. Regardless, Doug, fourth and one here at the one. Last play of the half, they're going to spread him out. I'd be shocked if it doesn't go to Gideon. They're in that pistol. No wildcat this time. Snell takes the snap, pitches it to Gideon, trying to get him to the right side. Tanner dives and is into the end zone for a given touchdown. Well, Doug, two straight games that you and I have done this afternoon and two straight games, the team that has scored right before halftime builds that momentum over the course of halftime, carries it into the second half. Let's see if that works out here again for the Buffaloes. Yeah, Axtell scored on the last play of the half up at Shelton, and Gibbons scores on the last play of the half here at home, and they're going to attempt the extra point with Jason Andrist. There's the snap. The kick is away, and this one is... Good inside the left upright with halftime upon us. That was the last play of the second quarter. We'll go to the halftime locker room to score the given Buffaloes 20 and the Arcadia Loop City Rebels 6. The Rebels scored the first touchdown of the game but weren't able to get a whole lot of offense going after that. They got inside the 30 on that last try but were stopped and Gibbon was able to march it down the field and punch it in. 6-0 Gibbon leading 5-1 Arcadia Loop City, 20-6. And we'll take a timeout and be back with the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report right after this. You don't have to be a farmer to reap the benefits of being a Buffalo County Farm Bureau member. We work for farm families, but our work reaches well beyond the farm, benefiting Nebraskans in all walks of life. We are your neighbors. Through our work in supporting and promoting agriculture, education, health, and technology, we bring people together to better our community. We share in the values Nebraskans stand for, hard work, passion for the land, and a character rooted in faith and family. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. With over 60 years of experience, Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating is the company to trust with all your heating needs. Winter will be here soon. Is your heating system ready? Don't be caught without your system working properly when you need it the most. Kelly and the crew will check out everything on your furnace or heat pump to make sure it's ready for all those cold days. Turn to the experts at Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating in Kearney at 308-236-6437 or in Holdridge at 995-4481 or on the web at andersonbros.com. With our producer-engineer, Caleb Henry, and Brandon Bennett, I'm Doug Duda here at Gibbon. Again, a big thank you to the many fine sponsors that allow us to bring you high school sports. We're six quarters into our eight-quarter day as we were up at Shelton for the Axtell-Shelton game this afternoon. We'll talk about that in a minute. Give you some sports and score updates from high school football games as well. This is the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation, your trash collection connection. Find them in your local yellow pages. Gibbon 20, Arcadia Loop City 6. But Brandon, uh, Gibbon trailed for the first time all season long. And this 20 to 6 is a lot different than 13 to 6. Uh, a lot of uh, pressure or, uh, on that last series. They got it first and goal at the 1. Got called for a false start. Then they had an incomplete pass. Then there's a delay of game. They run the halfback pass. It looked like they were tackled inbounds with no timeouts, but they blew the play dead, and that gave Gibbon one more chance on fourth and goal from the one, and Gideon got in there, and that is huge in this game because Arcadia Loop City, uh, they can score points when they run people over, 
Um, but they don't score points like Gibbon scores points. But they, they can score, and they're going to have to when they get the ball here in the third quarter. Gibbon, over the course of the season, Doug, has scored 312 points. That's 52 points per game, while only giving up 4.6 points per game. And really early in the second, excuse me, in the first quarter, when Gibbon threw that pick, had a long return, and three plays later, a long run for a touchdown, Arcadia Loop City came to this ball game here in Gibbon ready to play ready to take on the number 5-ranked team in C2. And in this case, they did a great job of smacking Gibbon in the mouth early, but Gibbon didn't panic. They kept true to themselves. They knew what their game plan was to throw the, to throw the ball all over, run when you need to, and in, that, and in that case, that's what allowed Gibbon to have that internal security. And you're right, they're at the end of the second quarter. There was some opportunity there for Gibbon to panic, and they didn't. They didn't panic when Arcadia Loop City came out early and hit them in the mouth, and they didn't panic late in the second quarter, and that's what allowed them to get that touchdown the final play. 133 yards of total offense for Tanner Gideon on the ground there in the first half of play. Let's take a look at some of the scores from around uh, the area here at halftime, and we will start in Class A. At halftime, as, a, as we imagine, Carney is rolling Omaha Bryan 35-0. Millard South has now taken a 13-10 lead on Grand Island, and we'll be updating that uh, last check at the end of the first quarter, and that's close to halftime. In Class B, Adam Central leads Hastings 21-7 in the second. Aurora 35-0 over Seward in the second. At halftime, it is Northwest leading York 17-13, and McCook leading Lexington 21-0. Adam Central has just punched another one in. They're up 28-7. In C1, Kearney Catholic 45, Grand Island Central Catholic 14 at the half. Wow, the Stars... Needed some of that offense. They moved it last week. They didn't score. They're moving it this week, and they're scoring. At halftime, Broken Bow 3, Kozad nothing. In the second quarter, Central City 18, Holdridge 3, and O'Neill 7, Ord nothing. In Class C2, it is Bayard 12, Cambridge 8 in the second quarter. Donovan Trumbull leads Sandy Creek 14 to nothing, and Sutton leads Southern Valley 14 to 7. At halftime, Centura and Wood River. 0-0. Zero, zero. Also at half, St. Cecilia leads Superior 38-0, and Centennial leads Thayer Central 42-0. We're looking for a score on the Ravenna Twin River game. If you have a score, if we haven't mentioned it or you have a score, we'd love to hear from you. 308-646-0506. 308-646-0506. You can call or text the score and the time of the game. And we'll put it on our Ashley Furniture Home Store hotline. They deliver your dream furniture to, you do- to your door as we deliver the scores. Let's get to eight, man. The game we had earlier today, Axtell beat Shelton 33-14, to scoring the last two touchdowns in the final five and a half minutes of the game to even their record at 3-3. Three and three. At halftime, Ansley Litchfield leads South Loop 22-7. to In the second quarter, Amherst leads Twin Loop 35-7. to Looking for an update on the Arapaho-Franklin and Elm Creek. Blue Hill scores. In D2, the top two teams are battling tonight in Falls City. And Sacred Heart, 30. Exeter Milligan, 14 at the half. And Selma Myrna taking out some frustration on Overton tonight, 62 to nothing at the half. Giltner, 46. Red Cloud, 6. Late second. And Bertrand, 20. Alma, 8 in the second quarter of play. 
So those are some score updates. And in Major League Baseball, the Kansas City Royals rally from a 4-1 deficit, 5-4 over Houston, tying the series at a game apiece. Game three is set for Sunday. St. Louis has tacked on another run. The Cardinals lead the Cubs 2-0 in the bottom of the eighth. And in 14 innings today, Texas beat Toronto 6-4. They're up two games to none and just about ready to get underway here in about a half hour. The Dodgers will host the Mets in game one of their series. Here at the half, 20-6, Gibbon leads Arcadia Loop City, and we'll be back with more after this timeout. Athletes come in all shapes and sizes, and Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine specializes in getting them all back in their game. From swinging a hammer to swinging a golf club, whether tackling daily tasks or tackling the running back, see Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic. If you're suffering from any injury that's putting you on the sidelines, make an appointment today and take comfort in our care. Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. And welcome back to our Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett's with you on this Friday night. If we could have them all like this, Brandon, we'd be in hog heaven. It is a Chamber of Commerce evening here in Gibbon, America. A great night for football here on a Friday evening. Well, the UNK volleyball team is also in action tonight at home, taking on 12th-ranked Washburn, and uh, they have moved into set number three, and the Lopers are up two games to none, 25-23, 25-19. Washburn has a 10-6 lead in the third. Uh, these teams have had battles. Usually whoever's at home wins this thing, but uh, UNK needs to get a win over one of the rated teams. It's amazing to say that some of these are games they have to win to even make the postseason. We won't get into that because it's embarrassing, but UNK 14-4, and Washburn 17-1. and The Lopers up two games to none. Hastings Volleyball has the weekend off, while Nebraska will host 24th-ranked Michigan tomorrow night at 7.30. Husker football, of course, has Wisconsin tomorrow at 2.30. The Lopers will have Northeastern State of Oklahoma at 2. Hastings College will be on the road as they travel to third-ranked Morningside, and that game will get underway at 1 o'clock, and you can hear it on 12.30 a.m., K-H-A-S. UNK soccer, a winner today over Central Oklahoma in a little bit of a surprise by a score of one to nothing because Central Oklahoma was at the top of the conference standings. Also, uh, softball today, Kearney High lost. Uh, They won two games, needed to win three, and uh, lost the second championship game to Lincoln North Star. So uh, North Star is headed off to state and uh, plenty of other action going on the state tournament next week. State golf begins on Monday. Uh, the cross-country districts on the way. And we will have conference volleyball next week. The Fort Kearney and Lou Platt conference tournaments uh, go on next week. Centennial will play tomorrow. Just want to give you the brackets. Tuesday we will be in Centura for the semifinals. And then the finals on Thursday. On Monday night at Kearney Catholic, it will be Wood River taking on Ravenna at 6th. And the winner has to play the Stars. Ord is the number two seed. Adam Central will play Gibbon. The winner of that will play Ord. 
And then in St. Paul, St. Paul will play Arcadia Loop City, but the first game will be Centura against Donovan Trumbull. 20-6 to here. We are at halftime as Gibbon leads Arcadia Loop City. And uh, as we get ready to bring you the stats, Brandon, just your, your thoughts here. Again, for folks that joined us late, Gibbon decided to take the ball on the opening possession, moved it right down the field, gave it to Tanner Gideon. Gideon, 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 48 yards, got him in the red zone, pick. First pass went the other way. Snell was 0 for 4 with a pick at his first four passes, then hit eight in a row and had two touchdowns. Over the course of the game, we've seen a lot of ebbs and flows here. And as you said, Doug, Gibbon took that opening kickoff and was doing everything they wanted to do except for that pick, had a long return, three plays later, 49-yard run for a touchdown for Spilenek. But since then, it's been all Gibbon all the time. The Buffaloes have been able to do what they wanted to when they wanted to throughout the game. We talked earlier about how Gideon has 133 yards of total offense. In our pregame keys to victory, the weather report, one of the things we looked at, Doug, is whether or not Gibbon's offensive line could establish itself. It has done that because mid-late in the second quarter, we saw lots of Arcadia Loop City defensive linemen hands on their hips. They can't keep that tempo up without exchanging guys, bringing in fresh legs and hands because over the course of the game, Gibbon is starting to wear down Arcadia Loop City in the way that they wanted to. One of the also one of the things we also wanted to look at is whether or not Arcadia Loop City could get to the fourth quarter and push Gibbon. Well, in this case, the downside of having an offense built around four yards in a cloud of dust is that Gibbon is going to be able to withstand Arcadia Loop City because Arcadia Loop City isn't built for scoring early and scoring often. Arcadia Loop City wants to have four yards refresh, four yards, refresh, four yards, first down, keep doing that. If Gibbon tacks on more points early in the third quarter, Arcadia Loop City is going to be so far behind the chains, they're going to have to start throwing the ball. That is not the strength of their offense. We will take a look at the first half stats right after this timeout. You're listening to High School Football on your sports leader, the Tri-Cities, KKPR-FM, Kearney, Arcadia, Gibbon, and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Sportsman's Restaurant and Lounge is doing their part to stimulate the economy. Every Saturday from now until further notice, Sportsman's is offering their famous prime rib dinner for two. That's two of everything. Two prime ribs, two salad bars for only 25 bucks. Dinner starts at 5, so head to sunny downtown Gibbon. Tempt your taste buds and stimulate your wallet. All at Sportsman's Restaurant and Lounge. They make it affordable to make the short drive. Trotter, Woe, and Go in Loop City is a very proud supporter of the high school athletes in and out of the game. Stop in and see us before and after the game. Fill your tank and your tummy at the Woe and Go in Loop City on Highway 92. Trotter's has been proudly serving this area for years with a location near you. Trotter's Woe and Go in Loop City would like to take this moment to wish all the area athletes and coaches the very best. Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett's with you on the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Let's take a look now at the unofficial first-half numbers for Arcadia Loop City. Thomas Spilnick, eight carries, 69 yards, and a touchdown from 49 yards away. Grant Lewandowski, six carries, 19 yards. Ty Calarose, one carry for two yards. And McCray Mashka has two carries for nine yards. 17 rushing attempts, 99 yards through the air. Mashka is one out of two, and Mashka just a one 
completion for nine, and he had a really good ball the second time when they tried to find the uh, sophomore Baker, who just kind of quit running on the play. He was worried about the contact, and so only nine yards through the air, 99 on the ground, 108 yards, four first downs for Arcadia Loop City, one punt for 37 yards, one fumble, and that was on a Gibbon kickoff after touchdown, two penalties for 10 yards for the Rebels. For Gibbon, Braden Snell, the quarterback, five carries for 40 yards. Corbin Hines, one carry, negative one. Wyatt Key, two carries for five yards. And Tanner Gideon, 17 carries, 133 yards, and a touchdown here in the football game for Gibbon. 26 rushing attempts, 170 yards on the ground. They did have a team loss of seven, if you're keeping those stats at home. Hope you're not. 26 for 170. And through the air, Tanner Gideon on the halfback pass, one for one, 10 yards. And for Snell, he missed his first four in his last two. Braden is eight out of 14 with one pick, two touchdowns, 111 yards. So 121 through the air, 170 on the ground, 291 yards in the first half For the Gibbon Buffaloes, that's probably just as good as most of their games, and it's a lot closer. I have them for 15 first downs. Remember I said I hadn't seen 15 first downs? Well, Axtell did it, and now we see it here from Gibbon. One interception, three penalties for 20 yards. Gibbon has not punted the football. They were held on downs. Each team has been. And Gibbon with a 291-108 lead and advantage in yardage. And they were one yard away from this being 13-6 at half. Gideon got it in on the last play of the half to make it 22-6. The scoring, a 49-yard run by Tommy Spilnick. 8.06 to go in the first quarter. The extra point blocked. 6-0. Then Snell hicks up with Cuellar. A 25-yard touchdown pass. The two-pointer no good. 6-6. And a 9-yard pass from Snell to Hines after the fumble on the ensuing kickoff. Andrus hits the extra point kick to make it 13-6. And then on the last play, the one-yard run from Gideon makes it 20-6 when Andrus adds the kick. We go to the second half, and uh, Brandon, what, what's Arcadia Loop City got to do to even things out here? They've got to start playing their ball game. They're going to get the ball to start the third quarter, so that allows them to initiate their offense that four yards and a cloud of dust that their head coach talked about in his pregame interview. One of the things that Arcadia Loop City also has to start doing on defense is start taking more chances because Gibbon is throwing the ball all around. Gibbon is running the ball all around. Arcadia Loop City is not able to keep up. And one of the things that we can see in the far end zone here is Arcadia Loop City, as they're huddling up a lot closer, they're not going through their typical pregame or mid-game warm-up drills, it looks like they're working on their offense, tweaking, making some adjustments. We're going to see if those adjustments for Arcadia Loop City pan out in the third and fourth quarter. All right, you've been listening to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report for quality, dependable trash hauling service for your farm, home, or business. Contact the professionals at Ravenna Sanitation. Given 20, Arcadia Loop City 6. It's Friday Night Football on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Clipper Publishing wishes all area teams good luck in the game. Clipper Publishing is proud of the successful athletes from Shelton, Gibbon, and Wood River and look forward to supporting and reporting on all the game's activities in the Shelton Clipper, the Gibbon Reporter, and Wood River Sunbeam. Go to clipperpubco.com every day for daily updates on events happening in Shelton, Gibbon, and Wood River. Why wait till Thursday for your local news updates? Subscribe to one of the weekly newspapers and go to clipperpubco.com for daily updates. 
The spirit of success. You see it all over town. People who take pride in giving their best. At the Exchange Bank of Gibbon, we understand what it takes to succeed. That's why we are there for you every day, making your life better and our community stronger, all while striving for your success, helping you develop and grow. That's the goal of the Exchange Bank of Gibbon. Banking made simple. See the professional staff of the Exchange Bank of Gibbon today. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. One more recap of some of the scores from around the area before we uh, get into the second half here. Carney 35-0 over Omaha. Bryant at half. Millard South leads Grand Island 13-0 at the half. All halftime in Class B. Adam Central over Hastings 28-7. Aurora shutting out Seward 42-0. Cranola Northwest leading York 17-13. McCook over Lexington 21-0. And C1 at the half. Kearney Catholic 45, Central Catholic 14, Minden 10, St. Paul 8, Broken Bow 3, Cozad nothing, Central City 24, Holdridge 3, late second, O'Neill and Ord 7-7 at the half. Also in C2, Twin River leads Ravenna at the half, 28 to nothing, Sutton 14-7 over Southern Valley, late second quarter, Wood River Centura 0-0 at halftime. So those are a few of the scores for you, and we see that the Gibbon Buffaloes will be moving from left to right. Arcadia Loop City from right to left as we get going here in quarter number three. See if Arcadia Loop City will get an opportunity to make a big return here. And this is an opportunity, Doug, for Arcadia Loop City to start to get back to what brought them here, what gave them the 5-1 and one record what helped them overcome the big 300-pounders they faced week one versus Hershey. If Arcadia Loop City can get their win, get their legs back underneath them, get back to what brought them there, four yards every time they touch the ball, they can start to wear down Gibbon. Right now it's Gibbon in their offense setting their tempo, playing their game that's wearing down Arcadia Loop City. If Arcadia Loop City can return the favor, we're in for a heck of a second half. McQuay Scott and Ty Calaros are deep at about the 10-yard line because they know it's not going to be a booming kick. Rolls up to Calaros. He'll pick it up the 16. Comes down the hash mark, 15, 20, 25. Makes contact at the 30. It was a long time before he really ran into anyone. And there's old Wyatt Key to bring him down. And the second half is underway. Wyatt Key is the leading tackler here for the Gibbon Buffaloes, and he showed that there. He came from the far side of the field and ran across, made that tackle here. Our Arcadia Loop City sets up shop here at their own 32-yard line. Let's see if they can get back to their basics here. All right, first down and 10 for the Rebels. And again, the 109 yards and 49 of that was on one play. As they line up in the I formation, twins right, single left. Turn, hand it to Spilnick, and he is hitting the backfield and stood up. Boy, Gibbon won the battle on the first snap here at the line. And maybe didn't get back to the line of scrimmage. A loss of a yard of the play. It'll be second down and 11. Well, Doug, we talked about making adjustments at halftime, and in this case, the Gibbon Buffaloes sniff that play out from the word go. Looks like a loss here, maybe, of one. Spilnick had 69 yards in the first half. Drops one here, and they're not used to getting stopped at the line of scrimmage. Only against West Holt, they're going to go back to the Maryland eye. They ran that once in the first half. Pitch play Spilnick trying to follow his blockers, but there's nowhere to go. Ducks it up for about two yards. 
to the 34-yard line, and it's going to be third and nine. Great outside-in pursuit there for the Gibbon Buffaloes because they had the outside stop. The blockers were there, but unfortunately they were all going to be tied up by the outside, the left side of the Gibbon Buffaloes defense. In this case, it forced him back inside where there was help, gain of one and a half on the play brings up a long third down for Arcadia Loop City. Three and out is not what the Rebels had in mind here, and they're going to get penalized. They broke the huddle with too many men, but it looks like play is dead. The referee throw the flag. Ty Calderos, yep, there it is. He's counting them. He was counting to see how many of their guys are at three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It looks like they had 12 men in the huddle, so a five-yard penalty will make it third down and 14. Doug, we talk about it all the time because it is important. It's a cliche because it's true. The first drive of the third quarter is often the most important drive of the game. And in this case, Arcadia Loop City, the Rebels, are not doing what they want to do, what they need to do to establish themselves and get back in this ballgame here early in the third. They are not a passing team. They've thrown it just twice tonight, but they have put themselves in a passing situation. Third down and 14. For the Rebels, on the opening possession of the third quarter, they trail 20-6 here at Gibbon. And Moshka drops back to pass, trying to set up a screen. Ooh, there's a penalty flag pass interference. They were trying to set up the screen, and Tanner Gideon ran up the back of Spilnik. Unintentional, but it doesn't matter. If he catches it, he's not going anywhere. The Rebels catch a break. In that case, Gideon would have been better to let him catch it and then tackle him, or in this case, he could have stepped in front of it and done a pick six. Oh, now they're going to wave off the flag. They're going to wave off the flag, and they want an explanation, obviously, over on the Arcadia Loop City bench. There was contact there. It looked like a penalty. Hmm. Well, we don't have replay, and we don't have Mike Carey behind us. And it's fourth down now. They have not switched the down marker, so you can hear the Loop City, Arcadia Loop City coaches next to us yelling to make sure, hey, don't turn into Illinois and just run a play here. We need to punt the football. Or Missouri-Colorado 25 years ago. Yeah, but Illinois-Nebraska didn't hurt anything. Fourth down, 14. (laughs) You had to bring that up. You're from Missouri. For people that don't know, Rand is from Kansas, Missouri. He hates I mean, what? (laughs) I didn't say that. So putting situation for Arcadia Loop City. Second putt of the night. Kick is away. Nice high, not very deep kick. And fair catch fumbled again, just like the first one, but it is covered again. Back there inside the 39-yard line, or 30-yard line by Jason Andrist. Arcadia Loop City trying to battle for the football in there. And just fighting for it, fighting for it, fighting for it. It was innocent. Everybody's going for the ball. Everybody wants to win this game. This is a big game. There's a lot on the line. There's a lot of intensity. We've seen it very cleanly played, very well played, very intensely played by both sides, and that was just an example of that, Doug. You had two guys fighting over the ball for an opportunity for both teams. Now, Gibbon has an opportunity here. This is their first possession, their first drive of the third quarter. Let's see what they can do with this very important drive. 41-yard punt. They lost about four yards on the fumble there, so they'll take it over at the 28-yard line. Ten minutes to go here in the third quarter. 20-6 to given, and they'll have it first and ten at their own 28-yard line. They'll pitch it to Gideon. 133 yards in the first half. Cuts back, and he's got room. 30-35. They'll have to grab him from behind. Scott will bring him down at the 39-yard line. Enough for a Buffalo first down and 11 more for Tanner Gideon, what a great cut. He's got great vision up there, and sometimes, Brandon, when you've got big holes to get through, it's easy to have that vision. 
And, and again, this is another one of those opportunities to feel bad for the Rebel defense because they did everything that you would coach a kid to do. You had outside contain. You forced him back in the middle. That's exactly what the linebacker did. There was just no help there, and Gideon outran everybody. Little wide receiver screen out on the left wing, and what a tackle out there in the open field by Mashka. <laughs> Mosca was closing fast, had a bead on the wide receiver on the outside, and lit him up as soon as the ball got there. And that's poor Jason Andrus, so he's the kid that tried to field the punt back here and eventually did, but he got smashed right at the line of scrimmage, second down and 10. Andrus is going to go back to the huddle and tell his quarterback, next time just eat that because you left me out on an island and I got lit up. Second down, 10, ball on the left hash as they move from left to right here, the Buffaloes. Another score here might be just enough to finish things off. Give it in their closest game of the season. Counterplay, Gideon hit in the backfield. He'll be dropped in the backfield. Big third down coming up here, Doug. Arcadia Loop City put Gibbon in a third down and long situation. Their defense, especially their defensive line in this play, come up big. Can they come up big one more time? Looks like a loss of maybe a half a yard on the play. Calling it now third and 11 for the Buffaloes. If the Rebels can hang on here, they can get back. They can get the ball back with good field position. Lewandowski and Baker in on the tackle. Third and 11 at the 38. Hard count. Arcadia Loop City jumps. Going to get five free yards here. The tactic we saw earlier up in the Axtell-Shelton game, but yes. first time here. And for the Rebels, that'll be penalty number four in the game. All five yarders, three penalties on Gibbon for a total of 20 yards. And so instead of third and about 11, it's going to be third and six. Ball at the 43-yard line of Gibbon. And they will put on the left end, Wyatt Key, checking his wristband here. Twins to the right. Snell. Out of the pistol, sends his man in motion from left to right. Looking for that man in motion. It's batted down at the line of scrimmage. Underthrown. And they tried to get it to Hines, who was in motion out of the backfield. And the big paw on the left end, was that Clay Bauer? Looked like it. Clay Bauer. I could see the seven, and now we see the two. Clay, a big old boy out there, stands at 6-4, and he got his fingernails on that one, and that brings up a fourth down, and Gibbons going to have to punt for the first time in the game. Great opportunity here for the Rebels to get the ball back with decent field position. Each team has had the ball once here in the third quarter. Neither team able to do anything with it, but Arcadia's going to get it back, and let's see if they can do something here with this field position. Tigan Spillock back to return the kick. Good snap, a little bit of pressure. The punt is away, a wobbly one. It's going to hit the ground at the 30-yard line, and the Rebels will just let it be at the 29. So it's a 30-yard punt, 28-yard punt, actually. And that's where Arcadia Loop City will take over. Score is 20-6 to in favor of Gibbon here in the third quarter with 8.09 remaining. Don't forget, at the end of our broadcast tonight, the CPI Mr. Tire Scoreboard Show, Merritt Lawson, Caleb Henry and the crew back at the studios bring you all the scores from the area around the state, starting to think playoffs. We'll have recaps from our radio games and a lot more, and that's after tonight's broadcast. First down and 10 for the Rebels at their own 29-yard line, trailing by 14. And they'll give it to Spilnick. Pitch play left side, finds a hole, has room, 30, 35, 40. He's down the sideline, 50. Race, 40, 30. Makes a man miss and making the touchdown saving tackle at the 29-yard line will be Vinny Pearson. The second big run for Spilnick tonight and almost the exact 
same call. That's exactly right, Doug. That was the exact same play they had, and in that case, Spilenek outran everybody. He had one guy coming across the field that had the angle on him, forced him back to the inside, forced him inside to help. The last time we saw them run that play, it was a big gain. The next time we see them run that play, toss sweep left side, big gain again for Acadia Loop City. This is what they hope to do throughout the game. Good seal block on the left side there by Jared Curlow. A 42-yard gain makes it first and 10. They went from the 29 to the 29. They'll do it again. Spilnick left side. That time the blue wall is there to meet him after a gain of about a yard, yard and a half to the 27-and-a-half-yard line. Big-time run support coming up now for Gibbon. They're allowing or they're at least tempting. They're baiting the Rebels to go ahead and throw the ball deep. They're starting to bring extra guys up to see if they can stop this running attack for the Rebels. And... Amardo Castaneda has been walking the sidelines, too. Have to keep an eye on him. We've seen a couple of linemen tweaked for the Gibbon Buffaloes. 7.05 and counting to go here in the third quarter. 20-6, Arcadia Loop City trying to get something going here. They'll take the snap, fake the handoff. Mashka rolls to his right, looking deep, going to the end zone. One-on-one coverage, jump ball, contact. Ball is tipped away. Incomplete, going for it all right there. Mashka put it on the numbers, but it was well covered and batted away. And, Doug, you're exactly right there. There was contact there by the defensive back. He had both his hands on the receiver, and whether or not he pushed him, I couldn't tell from this angle, but he had his hands on him. Anytime you do that, you risk a flag coming in for the back judge there. So that'll bring up third down. The intended receiver again was Nolan Baker. He's taking a couple cracks at him deep. Only the third pass attempt of the game for Arcadia Loop City. They're in two-down territory again at the given 28-yard line. Third down and nine. Back to their basic eye set. Now a wide receiver screen to Ty Calarose. Short game. Gets to the 25-yard line. Only going to pick up three. It'll be fourth down and six. Tackle there made for the Gibbon Buffaloes. By number 44, Jacob Tracy, he's done a great job of downfield blocking earlier in the game. He also had outside help from Corbin Hines. Combination of Tracy and Hines shut that play down because of the speed of the given defense. Now Loop City is fourth down and six here. And they will spread it out a little bit uh, with those three wideouts. They don't change that formation. We knew it coming in. Coach Scott says, let's see what we can do. Fourth and six, halfback pass. No, it was a thrown behind the line of scrimmage, and Gibbon is all over it. McQuay Scott caught it, and he is going to lose a couple of yards. There are four or five Wyatt Keys in there for the Buffaloes. Tracy is in there for the Buffaloes. Man, it's like they knew what play they were going to run. Doug, the key to any defense is to recognize the point of attack at the snap, and that looked like a play that Gibbon had seen before on film because as soon as the ball was snapped, the entire defense was rolling to that side. They knew what that play was going to be. The ball was thrown behind the line of scrimmage. Technically, it was a running play, but in that case, Gibbon was there almost before the ball was there. And and hard to tell because you don't change your formation. Gibbon on first and 10, counter Gideon, shakes, bakes 30, 33, 34-yard line, going to get six. And Gideon here is slow to get up. He got hit low, and then he got hit high and he got hit, it looked like, in the left thigh here. So he's coming off. He's unsnapping his helmet. He's a little frustrated here, but he is coming off to the sideline. Well, we've seen fourth down stops multiple times by both teams. 
But just a couple of big plays has kept the hope alive for Arcadia Loop City. And long drives, Gibbon hadn't scored on all their plays either. Late man coming out is Jason Andrus. They only had 10 men on the field. Now he comes out there. Long count on second down and four. Simple run play for Gideon. Hole up the middle. Lowers his shoulder. Excuse me, that's Tracy because Gideon came over to the sideline. He's got the first down across the 40. Mark him all the way out to the 43-yard line again to nine. Great hat on a hat blocking in the up man there. You knew the ball was going to come to the right side, either over the guard or over the tackle because that's where the up man, that's where the fullback in that case was coming up to block he didn't have to block anybody on the defensive line he was able to get to the second level get to the linebacker bump the linebacker toward the middle and allowed Tracy to get to the outside so it'll bring up first down in 10 they will send Hines in motion fake the jet sweep give it to Tracy runs over a linebacker 50 45 running strong into Arcadia Loop City territory at the 41 he covered 16 yards in a hurry Arcadia Loop City was just plain confused by that last play because with that fake jet sweep, you had everybody rushing to their right side of the defense. What they didn't do was stay home. The linebacker pulled out, which is exactly what you want to do on that fake jet sweep. There was nobody up the middle. Gain of 16, ball spotted on the 42-yard line. Once again, chewing up yardage. Can the Rebels come up with yet another stop? No scoring in the second half. It's still 20-6. to Read option kept by the quarterback, Snell. Avoids one man, avoids two down the left sideline, and a big gain inside the 30 to the 25, close to the 20-yard line before he is shoved out of bounds. They're going to say at the 23, it looks like, so tack on 19 there for... Braden Snell, just his second run since the first quarter. That was a feast or famine play there for the Buffaloes because Snell hang, hung on to the ball as long as you would ever want somebody to play to do on a zone replay like that. And in that case, it almost turned him around, and once he hit the Jets, he was down the sideline. First and 10 at the 23. Wide receiver screen to Hines. Does a little head and shoulder fake. Makes a man miss. Comes down the right sideline. 20-15. We've got a penalty flag in the secondary. He's pushed out of bounds inside the 10 at the 7-yard line. But there's a flag on the play in the secondary. So many times on this drive, Doug, we have seen the Rebels miss a tackle that would have put Gibbon for a minimal gain or even behind the chains. And in this case, the Rebels are starting to get tired. They are missing their tackles, and Gibbon is exploiting that and getting a big gain every time. Well, they're going to get some yardage off of this because of where the penalty flag is at. It's laying at about the 12. So basically, they're going to get the yardage, which was 10, and the hold takes it back for 10, and they'll just really replay the down. So it's not as bad as it could have been there. We'll give an 11-yard gain and a 10-yard penalty, so it's going to be first and nine. Ball to 22. They'll go to pass play again. Pressure over the middle. Nice throw across the middle. It's caught inside the five for a first and goal. Reception there goes for the Buffaloes, number 16, Devin Stroh. He was coming across the formation, caught that ball into traffic, and actually it could have very easily popped out, but he was so big and strong, he was able to get both hands on the ball as he had defenders from both sides hitting him at the same time. He did the smart thing, go down, live to play another down, ball spotted now on the six-yard line. In the Platte Valley Auto of Carney red zone, top of the hill, your Ford dealer. 
First and goal. Quarterback is going to get it out here to Hines on a wide receiver screen. Dancing makes a man miss. Two, three, four yards, but can't quite get to the end zone. He'll be brought down at the two, second down and goal. Doug, we just talked about it, how so many times on this particular drive, Arcadia is missing tackles there that they should be making. In that case, he should have been brought down for a minimal gain. Was allowed That missed tackle allowed him to get a four-yard game. Ball spotted now on the two-yard line. Well, they were talking about the first half how the Rebels were playing so far off the wide receivers. That allowed them to make the tackle. Now they're playing up on them, and they're just a little bit quicker out here at the wide receiver spot. Second and goal at the two. They're going to have Snell try to run it in himself, makes a man miss in the backfield, and walk into the end zone for the touchdown. Coming in, Clay Bauer was right there, but Snell gave him a little hip and took it away. And a two-yard touchdown run makes it 26-6, Gibbon. Great. Excuse me, Tracy was the decoy there, pushed everybody to the right side of the Gibbon offensive line, and then that just allowed Schnell to, as you said, Doug, walk into the end zone. Too easy to score there for the Gibbon Buffaloes. If you're a Rebels fan now, you've got to start thinking about what you can do to open up that playbook because you've got to start getting big chunks of yards now. Andrus for the extra point. The kick is away. Plenty of leg on it, and it is no good. They're going to say this one didn't get through the uprights, but the five points bank touchdown, a two-yard run by Braden Snell. The undefeated Buffaloes have now scored 26 in a row, 26-6 over Arcadia Loop City here on Classic Hits. Insure your home, auto, life, and business with us through Auto Owners Insurance. When you need an insurance agency that you can trust, call RAI of Nebraska in Ravana. Get the best coverage possible to protect what needs protected in your life. Not just an insurance agent, your friend. They will provide low-cost, quality protection and claim service that is second to none. Best of luck to all the area athletes from RAI of Nebraska with a location near you. Well, the Gibbon Buffaloes being tested here tonight, Brandon, but uh, they're up to the challenge right now. One of the great things about a championship team, or at least a championship caliber team, is how well they can respond. Gibbon came in, had a lot of intensity. Obviously, this is a home game for them. I really, really like their pregame with all the radio bits and the music and everything. A lot of intensity on the Buffaloes. And their first drive went nowhere except for a pick, almost six, and three plays later... The Rebels were able to get a 49-yard touchdown play, and since then it's been all Gibbon all the time. 26 straight points over the last two and a half quarters. Great response here for Gibbon. The question is whether or not the Rebels can respond in kind and close the gap. Kick is away. It'll be fielded out about the 14-yard line. Rebels come up the middle of the field, 15, 20, 25, 30, and good field position upended there. McQuay Scott. At about the 33-yard line, first and 10, Arcadia Loop City, but a team that is not built to throw the football. Not built to throw the football, not built necessarily to score uh, points and grab huge chunks of yards. Again, you heard the head coach in the pregame talk about four yards. That's what they want to do. Now they're going to have to start to get four and 14 yards at a time to be able to make up this 20-point deficit. Moshka was 21 of 41 on the year for 294. On first down and 10, they'll keep it on the ground. Spilnik, that same sweep to the left, looks for the hole across the 35, gets to the 37. There's the four yards. He's got 117 yards rushing. Gideon for Gibbon has 149 yards rushing here in the ball game as we get towards the three-minute mark of the third quarter. 
And if you're Arcadia, you're going to have to start moving up or stepping up your tempo just a little bit because they're allowing anywhere between 15 and 20, maybe 22 seconds per play to elapse. They don't have that kind of time to be able to make that up. No matter what, they need to get on the board here again. On second down and six. They go to the fullback, Lewandowski's first touch of the second half. And three, four guys, he still continues to churn the legs to pick up four, three and a half tough yards. It'll be third down and four. Big Lewandowski here coming up with a nice little inside trap play. The problem for Arcadia Loop City is if they can convert here, and get their first down. They're at third down and three, third down and four. They're going to need to be able to convert here if they have really any chance of closing the gap here and scoring on the Buffaloes. Baker and Calarose split out wide to the right. I formation strong to the right side here with an extra end. And they'll go option short side. Quarterback's going to keep it and nowhere to go. For Mashka, Gibbons everywhere. There are five guys over here on the weak side. And the reason there's five guys there, Doug, is because that play just took too long to develop. Anytime you try a quick hitter up the middle and then fake it and then go to the outside, it's got to be a quick play. It's got to be in tempo. It's got to be on rhythm. In that case, the Rebels just took too long for that play to develop, and it looks like they're going for it here on fourth down. I like it. I like it. You're down 26-6. to six. It you're doesn't matter the, if it's 45-6. to six or, You're on the road. you got to yep. do something here. But they need to get up there and execute. Don't burn a timeout. Don't get a delay a game. And this isn't one of those where they're trying to draw them off sides. Three seconds play clock, two seconds play clock, one second play clock, and no. They do not get the playoff, and now they're going to have to punt. It's something that has baffled me, and I'm not saying anything about our Kitty Loop City because everybody does. It baffles me, and it has for 25 years, why fourth down pressures you so much more than second or third when the game's not on the line. Send the play in, run the play. You've got to have that internal clock in your head, and even if you don't have that internal clock in your head, the back judge starts chopping at five seconds. Once he starts chopping, you've got to get the play going because if you don't, in this case, that's a big game changer here for the Rebels. And they'll have to punt it away with Spilnick. Fourth down and six. Fake. They knew it was going to happen. All kinds of misdirection. Gibbons ready for it, and it's not going to go anywhere. When you know that a fake is coming, it's not going to work. They tried the old Statue of Liberty, snap it to the short man, have him stick it back between his legs, have the guy come across in Calaros, and just didn't work. At the 36-yard line, that's where Gibbon will take over, and now Arcadia Loop City's got to force a turnover, or they are about at the end of the ropes here tonight. I understand the thought behind going forward on fourth down, but in that case, why bring your punt unit on? Why not give it to your offensive line in an offensive set? Give it to your quarterback. Let him make a play in space. Give it to your running back. Let them make a play in space instead of lining up in a punt formation and try and make it work that way. Those are fun in practice, but they're hard to simulate in the game. Gideon starts left, has pursuit, cuts back, makes a man miss. Penalty flag as he gets inside to about the 31-yard line. And big, big Arcadia Loop City lineman coming in there trying to eat him up. Ruby was in there. Ruby was the one that made him cut back into where help was. So Lane Ruby isn't going to get credit for the tackle, but he's going to get credit for making the play because he's the one that forced Gideon to come back inside, and that's when he made the cut, and that's where the penalty flag fell. 
Gideon will get four on the gain, and then a hold will bring it back 10, so it'll be first at about 16 for Gibbon. 108 to go, third quarter, 26-6 to six here on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com, our online streaming, brought to you by the University of Nebraska at Kearney. We are the Difference Makers. Schedule a campus visit today. Come on campus tomorrow for Loper football. Volleyball team was up two games none. I'll get you an update here in a moment. As Gibbon is set up here on first and 16 at the Arcadia Loop City, 44, and I think we got some movement. Well, we got a timeout. Gibbon will call their first timeout of the half, brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take time out to find out why Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank, member FDIC. The Lopers sweep Washburn tonight, 25-23, 19, and 23, and we'll be right back. This sports broadcast is proudly brought to you in part by Adams Corner Market in Gibbon. Adams is your full-service grocery store with the meats, freshest produce, and every week there are great savings and specials. Fast, friendly, hometown personal service. Adams Corner Market features Chester's Fried Chicken in their deli every day, so stop in before the game and get your dinners made for you from Adams Corner Market. Best of luck to all the area athletes. Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett, and our producer-engineer, Caleb Henry. Friday night football from Gibbon, 26-6 in favor of the Buffaloes. First and 16, they want to throw it. Hit as they throw, it's underthrown. Coming back and making the catch at Hines, 30-25-20, 15-10. He's faster than everybody else into the end zone. Touchdown, Corbin Hines. Snell was hit as he threw. Hines saw it, stopped, came back, grabbed it, 44-yard touchdown. Just like we talked about in the second quarter, Doug, where we had a receiver for the Rebels that didn't quite run through the play because he was behind the ball and trying to catch up. In this case, Corbin Hines was ahead of the ball, realized his quarterback was in trouble, threw it off his back foot, got hit by two Rebels just as he released it, was able to come back to the ball, made a move, and as you said, outran everybody to the end zone. So Gibbon has the ball bouncing their way tonight. They play well. That usually helps the ball bounce your way. Andrus now to kick the extra point, take the comfortable lead. They're on their way to 7-0 as the kick is up, and it is good. Our five points bank touchdown, a 44-yard touchdown pass from quarterback Braden Snell to Corbin Hines. They are maybe the most, most lethal quarterback receiver combination in Gibbon history. 33-6 now, the Buffaloes, 51 seconds to go, third quarter on Classic Hits. Farming is a way of life here. It always has been and always will be. Today's farmers have a feel for the land. That shows in the harvest. They team up with Clevenger Farm Products to deliver their fuels and help save valuable time. Locally owned and operated, so the people behind the counter are the people you've known for years. People you can rely on. Whether you need fuels delivered or you get your fuel right there 24-7, pay at the pump in Gibbon and Kearney. For everyone who's nurturing the land, Clevenger Farm Products, proud to support the area athletes. Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett's with you here as two late touchdowns in the third quarter have opened it up for the Buffaloes, 33-6. And as you mentioned kind of during the break there, Brandon, what does Arcadia Loop City do now while the game's over? Don't do anything to get your kids hurt. It's about winning the last two, finishing 7-2, and two, getting into the playoffs, maybe get another shot at Gibbon, never know. You never know what the postseason will, will will hold, and that's a great thing about having a regular season and a postseason because there's always the possibility of a rematch. And you're right, Doug. One of the things that Arcadia Loop City isn't built to do is score big 
points in big chunks of yards. But in this case, if they can go back to what got them there, do the four yards in a cloud of dust, get back to uh, a couple of yards here and see if they can just put a drive together. Kick is away, fielded at the 14-yard line by Calderos, 15-20, 25-yard line, and he'll be brought down again by Pearson. Then he's been good on special teams here tonight. Great, First and 10 Rebels. Great special teams coaching here for the Buffaloes because they have been able to pin Arcadia Loop City deep every single time that they've gotten the ball. The Rebels have not been able to get on track with regards to their special teams because of the speed and the outside containment that the Buffaloes have shown. 47 seconds remaining here in the third quarter. And Gibbon on their way to a 7-0 start to the football season. Arcadia Loop City has Centura and Wood River left. And Gibbon has Ravenna and Twin River left. And on first down, a little counter play to Spilnick. Runs it up the middle and hanging on for the tackle there. Looks like Walker's got another one in the middle of that line. Good run, but it's only good enough for three. Second down and seven. Counter play is right. Spilnick was right. Good play call is right. Again, because if you're the Rebels, you don't want to get too far away from your playbook because if you do, then it's three and out, and then Gibbon gets the, Buffalo, Gibbon gets the ball back and the Buffaloes have a real opportunity to blow this game wide open. For the Rebels, do what you do best, slow this game down, and we'll be out of here. Back to the I formation. Final play of the third quarter. Boschka pitch play. It's going to be a reverse fake. Oh, yeah, it is a reverse to Calaros. There's three Buffaloes in the backfield. Calaros fights hard. Might have got back to the line of scrimmage. <laughs> I think if Spilnick kept the ball, they were already on that uh, reverse, and that'll be the end of the third quarter of play. No gain on that, and we go to the fourth. Your score, Gibbon 33, Arcadia Loop City 6, third and 7 for the Rebels when the fourth quarter starts after this. Go forth, save, and prosper. Citizens Bank recognizes the importance of saving. No matter what your goal is, Citizens Bank in Loop City has a savings option that is right for you. Citizens Bank and Trust in Loop City is a proud supporter of the area high school athletes. Citizens Bank and Trust offers everything you need in banking to keep your life, farm, and business running financially sound. They appreciate your business. Best of luck to all the area athletes in the game. From all of us at Citizens Bank and Trust in Loop City, member FDIC. So many advantages of shopping at Joe's Market in Loop City. You know the people who work there, and they know you. Not to mention the great service and fresh meats, including homemade pull sausage. Isn't it just nice to know that all the food you can buy locally is fresh, and the people that help you are the same friendly faces that live on the same street? Their kids go to the same school. That's what you get at Joe's Market in Loop City. Joe's Market is proud to support the area athletes. Well, Brandon has given sent a message. Gibbon has sent a message not only to the Rebels, but I think to everybody else in Class C2. They're legit. They're for real. They're hosting a 5-1 and one team that really had an opportunity to show some stuff. And in this case, the Buffaloes have responded in kind. And again, I can't really overstate enough. When the Buffaloes got the opening kickoff, they drove it down. They were knocking on the door about to score. It went the other way. It was a 13-point swing in the ballgame. But ever since then, the Buffaloes have responded with 33 straight points. Third and seven, Arcadia Loop City. Mashka back to pass. He actually has time. Throws it as far as he can for his favorite receiver, Nolan Baker. And it just shows you how little they pass. They probably don't have very many plays in the entire playbook. And the same thing over and over. They've got 
Uh, Baker out here one-on-one, and it's not like he has been draped on the whole time by Vinnie Pearson, but they just haven't been able to hook up. They just don't look comfortable in all phases of the game with regards to passing. The line doesn't look comfortable pass blocking, which is a completely different set of skills than run blocking. The quarterback doesn't look comfortable because he's throwing it off his back foot. In this case, the receiver ran sloppy route there to be able to get there. So in this case, in all phases of the game, the Rebels just don't look comfortable in passing. Unfortunately for them, this is going to be another three and out, and this gives the ball back to the Buffaloes. They're going to have good field position, lots of time left on the clock. Good snap on this punt, little pressure, short kick. They'll let it bounce, and it's going to roll out of bounds inside the 35 at the 34-yard line, a 35-yard punt that time. No return, and Gibbon will take over, and they'll probably not have to play their starters the whole game tonight, but they're going to be out there for one more series. Doug, one of the things we looked at, or one of the things we talked about at the beginning of the game was whether or not Arcadia Loop City could push Gibbon into the fourth quarter. They weren't able to do that. Gibbon is going to be able to run its starters, as you said, for one more series. They may even start bringing in some guys during this series. But again, we see the starters for the Buffaloes being able to sit down for the last quarter or at least the last 10 minutes of the game. The score on the final play of the half by Gibbon, I think, just was a little bit of a backbreaker. They won't say that, but it made it a two-touchdown game. Snell wants to throw. He wants to throw for it all. Wheel route down the right side, and it's in and out of the hands of his intended receiver, Cuellar, who had the first one of the night incomplete. And that was there, Doug. Gibbon not ready to pull back the reins quite yet. Went right between his forearms as he was down the sideline. If he catches that ball, it's a score, and here comes the subs. Yeah, that was uh, right on the money on the rollout, and sometimes you're thinking about how you're going to celebrate when you get to the end zone, but you got to have the football with you. We are already with one, couldn't get that one. Second down and 10. And they'll hand it back off. Gideon fake it. Quarterback keeper Snell left side. Follows the wide receiver block. 40, 45, 50 into Arcadia Loop City territory and a late hit. Spilnick got there a little late. and They'll flag him at the 47-yard line. A gain of 19. That was the inverse of the play that we saw earlier where the up back had his hand on the right side of the offensive line. Everybody was pushing that way. In that case, Spilinick pulled it, ran the other way. Excuse me, uh, Snell pulled it and ran the other way for a big game. First down and 10. After the play, the personal foul. And so that'll move it from the 43 to about the 28. Once they get it all marked off here, that gives the chance to run down some scores on the Ashley Furniture Home Store scoreboard. In D2, Anselmo Myrna blanked Overton 69-0. Giltner beat Red Cloud 68-6. In the fourth quarter, Fall City Sacred Heart leads Exeter Milligan 36-20. Alma 32, Bertrand 6. That was 20-8, Bertrand. That could be the upset of the night. Palmer leaves Hartland Lutheran 44-32. That is in the third quarter of play. In D1, Amherst 49, Twin Loop 7. Ansley Litchfield 44, South Loop 14. Those are in the fourth quarter. Of course, earlier today, Axtell beat Shelton 33-14. In Class C2, Donovan Trumbull leads Sandy Creek 34-0 in the third. Wood River and Centura are still scoreless in the fourth. Sutton and Southern Valley 14-14 in the fourth. 
And now we get back to action here. First down and 10, Gibbon at the Arcadia Loop City 32. Here comes the run blitz. Pitch play to the outside. Gideon has nowhere to go. They brought everybody. And that time the tackle is made by Grant Lewandowski, well behind the line of scrimmage at around the 39-yard line. A loss of seven. Run blitz is right there, Doug, because now we're seeing the Rebels start to take some more chances on defense, trying to bottle up the run, pushing Gideon to the outside, getting him behind the line of scrimmage. A loss of seven on the play brings up second down to 17. Ravenna falling to Twin River in the third quarter, 28 to nothing. St. Cecilia leading Superior 38 to nothing. In the second half, here comes the run blitz again. Low snap. Snell running for his life. He's going to be hit. He avoids it. Now he throws out. Gideon got open 40. 35-30 down the left sideline. 20 to the 15-10. Cut back and brought down at the 8-yard line. What a job by Snell. He had big boys breathing down his neck, but he doesn't let him catch it. Great job by Snell. Also a tremendous job by Gideon. Realizing his quarterback is in trouble. Broke off his route. And you can see him coming across the field, waving his hands, yelling at his quarterback. Snell was able to hit Gideon in stride. And it wasn't just that he threw the pass to Gideon. He hit him in stride that allowed him to accelerate quickly, get down the sideline. Ball spotted on the eight-yard line. First and goal for the Buffaloes. The Platte Valley auto of Cartier red zone here. Gibbon has a chance to tack on another one. First and goal at the eight. They'll send a man in motion on the jet sweep, fake it, give it off on the belly dive, and nothing there that time for Gideon as uh, Tomeo was the man in motion. And that's not necessarily a bad thing for the Buffaloes here, Doug, because Gibbon, as much as anything, just wants the clock to run down. So, yes, of course, you always want points. That's nice. It looks good at the end of the year. But in this case, what they want is the clock to run. So getting another play here to allow the clock to run is not at all a bad thing if you're a given fan. So Gideon now out of the football game. Tracy back there as the eye back on second down. Again, the bobble snap. Snell trying to roll out for a throw, being pursued, goes to the end zone. Caught, touchdown, right at the pylon. Another five points bank touchdown here for the Gibbon Buffaloes. Snell has done an outstanding job all football game long. And again, it was Hines on the outside. Nobody else there covering him. He had one-on-one coverage, which again, the Rebels have done that all night long. They're leaving one defender on Corbin Hines, and Corbin is going to both sides of the Rebel defense, so he's picking on both cornerbacks. They're leaving him wide open. They're not giving him help over the top. Touchdown given. Now the extra point kick from Andrus. Jason puts it up and through. 9.59 to go in the ballgame. And Gibbon has solidly put the Rebels away. 40-6 Buffaloes here on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Honey, hurry. We need to finish loading up the trash. The dump closes in 30 minutes. Don't let trash take up time in your busy schedule. Let Ravenna Sanitation take care of all your trash needs. At Ravenna Sanitation, they take trash seriously. They're there to be your trash collection connection. If you need trash removal from your home, business, or farm, Ravenna Sanitation is the quality, dependable trash hauling service that you've been looking for. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County. 
New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery certified and fellowship trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. They treat all surgical and non-surgical orthopedic and sports medicine needs. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Call New West Sports Medicine today at 308-865-2570 to schedule your appointment. That's 308-865-2570. Forty to six. All three of them involving Mr. Snell, a two-yard run, and then back-to-back passes to Corbin Hines, his favorite target, with 9.59 to go here in the second half in the fourth quarter. Those are the three scores here in the second half. And Gibbon gets ready to boot it away, get a high short kick. They're going to have to let it bounce. It's picked up at the 15-yard line. Left side, 20, 25. Some room down the left sideline, 30, 35, and out to the 40, 45-yard line before Spilnik is brought down, showing a little burst of speed, and the Rebels will take over with their best starting field position since the interception. That's that's also the first time we've seen their special teams really make a play. Great starting field position here for the Rebels. Yes, the Rebels are running out of time. They're down 34 points with 9.53 remaining in the game. Let's see if the Rebels can put a drive together and be able to get back to their brand of football. Only one first down in this half. They need to find a way to move the chains, keep the ball away from Gibbon here. Jet sweep. They'll send McQuay Scott in motion, fake it, and then a little shovel pass up the middle to Kyle Rose, and he's got room. 50, 45, 40, down the left sideline, foot race, 30, 20, and Pearson, who's extremely fast, runs him down at the 19-yard line, just a little shovel pass, and they're going to pick up about 36 yards on the play. Fake the jet sweep, fake the inside handoff, release the man up the middle, nice little uh, toss sweep or a, a little shovel pass there on the toss. Big gain here for Arcadia. First signs of life here we've even seen from the Rebels' sideline in about two quarters. So let's see if they can keep it going, get on the board again. Again, they scored first in this game. That was the first time Gibbon trailed all year long, but didn't take long. Again, it was 13-6 before Gideon scored on the final play of the first half, made it 20-6, and the Rebels just haven't been able to do anything since then until that play. Back in the Platte Valley Auto red zone, Spilnik right up the middle, breaks a tackle, drags defenders to the 10, maybe gets close to the first down at the 9. Looks like about a 9-yard gain, second down and 1. Great inside handoff, great hard running for the Rebels. These last two plays that we've seen from Arcadia Loop City are exactly what we thought we would see at the beginning of the game. They haven't been able to sustain it really past that first drive of the first quarter. Let's see if they can start building on that and get some confidence going into the last two games of the year. Second down and a long one just outside the 10 for the Rebels. Their deepest penetration of the game. They'll roll out. Boschka wants to throw underneath incomplete, trying to get it to Calarose, who got him down to this point. And that'll bring up third down and one. Two more cracks to get into a goal-to-go situation. That's the first time that we've seen the Rebels run a pass play where everybody looked comfortable in what they were doing, and it was because they weren't trying to go deep with anything. It was a little five-yard, maybe a little three-yard even out route, and that's the one time that the line looked comfortable in blocking. Moscow looked comfortable in what he was doing. The receiver looked comfortable running that route. That's the first time we've seen the Rebels look in rhythm, in sync in a pass play. Cholesky out to the left, twins to the right, same eye formation. With Spilnik and Lewandowski, the fullback. 
Moshka, long count, pitch play, Spilnik, short side, and he is going to be run out of bounds. I don't know if he got there. They had to move to get out of the way or get run over with all, <coughs> excuse me, with all the big boys coming. The guys running the sticks there on the far side, absolutely, Doug, had to get out of the way there because they were coming right at them. Unfortunately, Spilnik wasn't able to get to the far stick. We're looking at fourth down here and a long yard, maybe a short two. Looks like fourth and two here for the Rebels. Rebels are not lining up for a punt. They're not lining up for a field goal. They're lining up. They're going to go for it here on fourth down and one. They do that quarterback sneak that they did on the first series. And Mashka able to pick it up. Fourth and a long yard. Sets his offensive line down. Takes the snap. Gives it to the fullback, Lewandowski. Lowers his head, and it's going to be close. Got to the nine, but needed to get inside the nine. And, of course, the Gibbon defensive line is waving it off as if they didn't get it. We'll see what the white cap has to say about it. Well, yeah, they didn't give them the nine. Yeah. So they didn't get it. Lewandowski got about a half yard. That was not a very good spot, and Gibbon will take over. That was a big stop for the Gibbon defensive line. They did a great job of getting penetration, and even though they had the, the shoulder lowered for the running back, he wasn't able to get inside the nine-yard line. Getting a little scrappy down there, and so it was a sense of pride not to let Arcadia Loop City get back on the scoreboard. And now the Buffaloes will take over. First down and 10 at their own 11, up 40-6 to six with 8.52. Hard snap, a little movement, but they say that they did not jump across the line. Try it again. Doesn't work. Snell still in there as the quarterback. Hands it off. Gideon back in there as the running back. They try to strip the football, and Gideon finally goes down. There was just a tug of war for that football, trying to rip it out of his hands, and it didn't work. And unfortunately for the Rebels, instead of trying to tackle Gideon, they were trying to rip the ball out, which allowed Gideon to actually turn backward. He was backpedaling the last two or three yards there. Instead of tackling him and knocking him down for no gain, they allowed him to keep running, tried to tackle the ball. He ended up getting eight, ends up gaining eight yards on first down. Second down and two here on KKPR-FM, Kearney, Gibbon, Loop City, and the World Wide Web, PlatteRiverPreps.com. They'll hand it off, Gideon again off the right side. He'll keep the legs churning just across the 20 and going to be close to the first down. Should be enough to move the chains here, and it is for Tanner Gideon. I've got him 156 yards on the 25th first down tonight for Gibbon. And now... We're waiting to move the chains and ready to go, and I think we're starting to see just some substitutions, not really second-teamers, but some substitutions in the ball game. rotating some more kids in. Don't forget the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery post-game show when we finish up. We'll give you all the final stats, couple comments, and send you on to the scoreboard show brought to you by CPI Mr. Tire. Run blitz handed off right side. The shoulder pad pops out of the jersey as the tackle is made around the right end. Tracy carries the ball, and Philanek in there, making another tackle for Arcadia Loop City. Not much on that carry. In fact, Tracy just got back to the line of scrimmage. It'll be second down and 10. Great, smart ball running there by Jacob Tracy because as he got the ball, he secured it in his belly, had both hands, both forearms on the ball, making sure that nobody was going to strip the ball, and that's exactly what the Rebels are trying to do. Trips to the left side. They'll give it to Tracy trying to go that way. Good hard tackle gets to the line of scrimmage, and that's all he's going to get again. And I'll tell you what, 
what a combination Arcadia Loop City has over there. They've got three or four guys that are all over the place. In on the tackle, Jared Curlow, uh, Lewandowski. You've got, uh, as we said, Spilnick most of the night. No gain on the play. Third down and ten. Brings up a big third down for the Rebels because if Arcadia Loop City can get a stop here, they can get the ball back, relatively decent field position. Maybe that would give them an opportunity to score here and try and get points on the board here late in the game. A lot of pride playing for right now. Pitch play, Tracy right side, finds the hole, gets out to the 25-30, first down and more, 35 and tripped up. In the secondary at the 36-37 yard line, Tracy with his biggest run of the night. We'll mark him down for 16. Great hat on a hat blocking there for the Buffaloes, Doug, because as the ball got tossed to the outside, everybody was accounted for on the offense, making contact with somebody on the defense. That allowed Tracy with his little burst of speed to get to the outside. First down for the Buffaloes. And, of course, given with the semi-no huddle, they're not really running the clock down yet to the final tick before they take the snap. They're ready to go. First down and 10. Gideon's back in, and he is going to be hogtied back behind the line of scrimmage. Coming through untouched. We've got a penalty flag for a possible face mask or horse collar. Peyton Lambrick got in there, got him some running back, and he's going to get a penalty flag, unfortunately, for making a nice play, it looked like. We've seen the Rebels before with that run blitz, and unfortunately it cost him because he just grabbed him by the wrong piece of equipment. Had he grabbed him by the shoulder pads, he'd have been okay. But unfortunately, Gideon got low, the tackler got high, and that's what caused the face mask. And I want to clarify, too. I mean, he may, he committed the penalty, but the kid just gets in there. He makes a nice play and just uh, got a little too much of the equipment. And so the penalty will set us up for another first down here. Although they do credit, I guess, the loss of yardage on that play. I don't think so. It's going to be first down and four at the 46-yard line. Again, punch to the left. And they'll turn and pitch it back to the left wing. Again, that's Tracy, 45, 50, and room down the left sideline, 40. He's going to win this race, but here comes the penalty flag, 30, 20, 10. Touchdown. That's a good flag, though, because the only man that had an angle on him got shoved in the back as he was tracking, tra tracking Tracy down the sideline. Number 19, Joe Herbert, for the Rebels, had the angle. He had the pursuit. Unfortunately, about halfway through the play, he did a somersault forward. You don't see a defenseman make a somersault forward unless he has a little help, and in this case, he did. A little push in the back there. So give Tracy credit for a 25-yard run. And you have, again, one of those unique plays. It's going to be first down and 10. You just got to move them back 10 yards for the hold. So doesn't get the complete uh, yardage all the way to the end zone, but enough for a first down, enough for 25 yards, and enough for an illegal block here on the Buffaloes. Ball but it saved, or, uh, excuse me, on uh, the Rebels, but it saved the touchdown. Ball spotted now on the 41-yard line. Clock sits at 541 and counting. Gibbon now has an opportunity just to run the ball, run the clock, and we'll be out of here in 541. 40-6, Gibbon on top. It was 13-6 with two seconds to go before halftime. And they'll turn, hand it off on a counterplay again. Tracy gets inside the 40 before being stood up on a short gain of two. So the youngster now getting to take over and uh, 
for Jacob Tracy, a sophomore. He and Wyatt Key. You got some. You got a lot of seniors out there, but you've got some kids that are getting to play amongst these seniors. Legit, not mop up time, and uh, they're pretty darn good. And they're going to have at least a couple of kids to build around here for the Buffaloes. Getting some quality varsity experience on on a great evening to learn from the guy playing next to you this is an opportunity to build the program for the next year to three down the road and they give an offensive line starting to win it now they're going to go with a little wide receiver screen out here again snell once more he'll be brought down at the 36 yard line and clark makes the tackle short gain only going to get about three it'll be third down and five again doug we've seen this time and time again the Rebels are giving Corbin Hines so much room. They're respecting him so much on the outside. So a quick wide receiver screen, and in that case, he really only had one guy blocking on the inside. Only one guy to screen for him, but he doesn't need it. Made the first guy miss, had a nice gain now, third down and five. And they'll spread it out out of that pistol formation. Snell dropped the snap, picks it up. He's going to have to run it himself. He's got some room, and he's just going to slide down, stay in bounds at the 32. And he's going to be short of the first down, fourth and one, but it does keep the clock running. Sometimes, Doug, it's just your night, and literally it it bounces the right way. The ball bounces the right way because the snap was low, bounced right up to Schnell. The play was broken. Everybody was running to his right. He ran to his left and slid down a yard shy, fourth down and one, but in that case, Literally everything bouncing the right way tonight for the Buffaloes. Looks like they're going to go Wildcat with Wyatt Key to take the snap to try and get the first down, and he does over the right side and a little bit more inside the 30 to the 29-yard line, a three-yard game. Great. They've done that three times tonight, Brandon. Great little inside handoff there on the Wildcat. So, again, the Gibbon Buffaloes are going to what works, but yet they're not giving anyone watching tonight's film any room to scout them because they've only ran that play three times, but they've ran the same play three times. They're not going to show anybody anything else out of that Wildcat tonight. First down and 10 at the 29, up 40 to 6, 340 and counting for the New West postgame show. Staying in there, running their offense, first team versus first team. Now Snell sets his boys down on the offensive line. Takes the snap, hands it to Tracy off the right side. They're pursuing him behind the line of scrimmage, and they'll bring him down right at the 29. Good pursuit there by the host of Lewandowski. Spilnik has been there all night long. Great hustle there on the outside by the Rebels. Arcadia Loop City not giving up. Yes, they're down 40-6. to Yes, there's right at now three minutes left to go in the game. Great hustle there by the Rebels. They're not giving up. Second down and 11 now. Loss of one on the play. A lot about pride right now on both sides. And again, you have to think that these two teams will be favored in the last two games, which means a possible 9-0 and Gibbon and a 7-2 and Loop City. Second down. Snell waits for the ball. Takes it. Hands it off. Tracy right side. Cuts back up on the numbers. Gets to the 25 to the 24. Keeps the clock running, keeps it in possession of the Buffaloes, a gain of six. How good is the right side of the Gibbon Buffaloes offensive line? Because so many times tonight we have talked about how either Tracy or Gideon are running to the right. And throughout the night, the Buffaloes have been able to get a man on a man, hat on a hat, and be able to beat the Rebels to the spot. And in this case, it's only a gain of four. But as the Rebels are getting tired, the Buffaloes are being able to get to the spot quicker and being able to get to the blocks right. Castaneda. Lures, Rodriguez, Walker, Brown, those are your 5-0 linemen on third down and 5 at the 25. Snell 
Right up the middle, has some room for Tracy, 15-yard line, first down. That's about the fourth or fifth time tonight, Doug, that we've seen the up back right before the ball is snapped put his hand on the backside of the right guard, and that is just the snap count. That's the tick where the ball is snapped, and they keep going to the right side of that line. So over and over, Gibbon is running to the right side, going to their bread and butter, getting positive yards every time. Now it's up to the Gibbon Buffaloes to decide what they want to do. Keep going, kneel on it, minute 40 to go, sell a bunch of kids in. First and 10 at the 16. We're in the Platte Valley Auto of Kearney red zone again. Top of the hill at 2nd and 42nd, Kearney's hometown Ford store. And it looks like maybe Gibbons going to run the clock down and sub some kids in. They will have a delay of game penalty. Won't even call the timeout. Stopping the clock with 124 remaining in the game and trying to organize some guys over here on the Buffalo sideline. Again, next Friday, plenty of high school football. Then in two weeks, we've got Thursday and Friday action for you. Well, they are not going to sub. They're going to stay with what they've got. And it allows the clock to run again, I guess, with a minute 15. Snell will take it. Tracy fumbled the ball, looking for it, picks it up. Had a knee down. They let it go back to the 19-yard line. He's actually going to get two yards out of that grease pig. Doug, we talked about it just a few minutes ago, how sometimes it's your night. The ball literally bounces the right way. In that case, it was a muffed exchange from the quarterback to the running back. Ball fell on the ground. Tracy picked it up with one hand, picked it up with his right hand, was able to balance himself with his left hand, fall forward for a game. And here comes the second team in for a snap or two now for Gibbon. Second and 13 at the 19. They'll fumble the snap. Loop City will drive back there and jump on it. The quarterback is uh, Jason Andrist. So a a loss on the play back to about the 26-yard line. So second time that they've had one go behind the line of scrimmage. They don't have to snap the football again if they don't want to. Gibbon will go to 7-0. Arcadia Loop City will fall to 5-2. Both of their losses to current undefeated football teams. Looks like Gibbon might take this one more snap. Andrus does. Going to hand it off to his running back around the right side. Gets inside the 20, the 15. Still going to the 10. And time expires about 17 yards on the final carry of the contest. And it's all over here at Gibbon. With the final score, the Gibbon Buffaloes 40, the Arcadia Loop City Rebels 6. We'll be back with the new Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show right after this. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terrier Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit NewTech at yieldleader.com. The undisputed Midwest yield leader. Five Points Bank. We're proud our bankers have the ability to take care of customers in the Kearney area. One of our bank's true differences is our bankers have a true Kearney connection, important in providing the best in banking. Our staff is proud they've lived in Kearney for years. Many have been lifelong residents. Having a true Kearney connection means caring and being involved in the community and committed to making banking work for the people of Kearney. Bank with Five Points Bank. The better bank. The bank with a true Kearney connection. Good things will happen. 
the three L's of PlatteRiverPreps.com. Log on for info on all your favorite teams with links to articles organized by school and sport. Listen to any of the radio broadcasts on our five Platte River radio stations and download podcasts to past events. And like us on Facebook to get select pictures and breaking news of high school sports going on. Platte River Preps, your one-stop source for high school sporting news, covering over 100 teams across the state of Nebraska. Go to PlatteRiverPreps.com. And welcome back to Gibbon High School Football here on Classic Hits 98.9 and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. I want to thank all of our fine sponsors for being part of our coverage of high school football today. We had a doubleheader started this afternoon between Axtell and Shelton. And Axtell comes away 33-14. to And here tonight, a game that was close throughout the first half and then late in the third quarter, Arcadia Loop City just couldn't move the ball well enough. Gibbon did start moving the ball and getting into the end zone. They moved the ball the whole game. They had 290 yards in the first half, but they're able to tack on a ton of touchdowns here, three of them at least anyway, to win the ball game by a score of 40-6. to This is the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Do want to take a look at a couple of the scores, and then we will uh, also turn it over to the CPI Mr. Tire scoreboard show. Carney an easy winner over Omaha. Brian 42-3, and Millard South comes to Grand Island and upsets the Islanders in a scoreless second half 13-10. Adam Central beats Hastings. York with a big second half has now taken a 26-17 lead over Northwest. Aurora beat Seward. McCook beat Lexington. Kearney Catholic has 64 points on the board. 64-21 over Grand Island Central Catholic. A battle of winless teams. St. Paul leading Minden 14-10. Another battle of winless teams sees Centura beat Wood River in overtime 8-6. The two-point conversion the difference in overtime. Sutton clings to a 22-20 win over Southern Valley. But, Brandon, uh, your thoughts on the football game here tonight. Uh, Gibbon still hasn't played a close football game, but this was the closest, the longest. This is one of the, if not the closest games that Gibbon has played all year because over the course of the year they are averaging 52 points a game, and in this case they scored 40. They're giving up on average 4.6 points per game and in this case they gave up the touchdown but not the extra point for a final score of 40 to 6. This was Gibbon being Gibbon and the Buffaloes were able to do what they wanted to do. Unfortunately if you are a Rebels fan Arcadia Loop City was not able to do what they wanted to do. They weren't able to sustain a drive. They got the one interception and a long return. Three plays later they were able to get a 49 yard touchdown run but that was the majority of their offense for the first half and in fact I think that was exactly half of their offense for the first half. They weren't able to do anything else in the second half and even though at times the Rebels were able to move the ball they weren't able to do it consistently. If we look at our keys to victory the weather report at the beginning of the game whether or not Gibbons offensive line could establish itself it did Doug. Over the course of this game really from the beginning of the game even with that interception in the long return, Gibbon was moving the ball. Gibbon had 291 yards total in the first half. They were able to establish themselves up front with an offensive line that averages 6 feet 1 inches, 252 pounds. They were able to push Arcadia back off the ball almost every snap. 
one of the other things we looked at, Doug, is whether or not Arcadia Loop City could get to the fourth quarter because Gibbon head coach Mark McLaughlin talked in his pregame that they were able to sub in most of their reserves throughout the fourth quarter. And unfortunately, Arcadia could not do that. At the end of the third quarter, there was just too much of a lead for Gibbon, and the Buffaloes were able to sustain that throughout the fourth quarter. Big win here at home for Gibbon. We will take a look at the final stats of tonight's high school Friday night contest on Classic Hits as Gibbon beats Arcadia Loop City 40-6 to right after this. Sportsman's Restaurant and Lounge is doing their part to stimulate the economy. Every Saturday from now until further notice, Sportsman's is offering their famous prime rib dinner for two. That's two of everything. Two prime ribs, two salad bars for only 25 bucks. Dinner starts at 5, so head to sunny downtown Gibbon. Tempt your taste buds and stimulate your wallet. All at Sportsman's Restaurant and Lounge. They make it affordable to make the short drive. Trotter, Woe, and Go in Loop City is a very proud supporter of the high school athletes in and out of the game. Stop in and see us before and after the game. Fill your tank and your tummy at the Woe and Go in Loop City on Highway 92. Trotter's has been proudly serving this area for years with a location near you. Trotter's Woe and Go in Loop City would like to take this moment to wish all the area athletes and coaches the very best. And welcome back to high school football in the New West Post Game Show here on Classic Hits 98.9 and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett. Here's a look at the unofficial final numbers, and we'll start with Arcadia Loop City and the Rebels. I had Thomas Spilnick for 16 carries, 128 yards, and the lone touchdown tonight for the Rebels. Had the 128 yards, had two big runs, the 49-yard touchdown run, and then he also had a 42-yard run in the third quarter of play. McQuay Scott, one carry, negative three. Grant Lewandowski, eight carries for 23 yards. Ty Calarose had three carries for two yards. McCray Moshka, three carries for 10 yards. I had 31 carries, 160 yards for Arcadia Loop City. Moshka in the first half through the air, one of two for nine yards. In the second half, two of five for 39 yards. So in the football game, Three out of seven, no interceptions, no touchdowns, 48 yards through the air, 160 on the ground, 208 yards of total offense for Arcadia Loop City, where they managed just seven first downs in this football game, three punts for an average of 38 yards, one fumble that was on the kickoff after the touchdown and uh, turned around into those uh, back-to-back Loop City scores. They had eight penalties for 65 yards in the fourth quarter, three penalties for 40 yards, so take that for what it's worth. 208 yards of offense, the eight penalties, three punts, one fumble, and seven first downs for the Rebels. For Gibbon, the leading rusher tonight, Tanner Gideon, 24 carries, 156 yards in the ball game for Gideon, and he had the one one-yard touchdown run before halftime. Quarterback Braden Snell, nine carries, 84 yards and a touchdown. Corbin Hines, one carry, negative one. Gerardo Ramondo had the last carry of the game, went 17 yards, so he had the best per yard uh, 
coverage tonight. 17 yards there. Jacob Tracy, most of this in the fourth quarter. 12 carries, 86 yards. Wyatt Key, three carries, eight yards. They had a couple of team fumbles that set them at negative 14. But I had Gibbon with 52 rushing attempts, 336 yards. And then Tanner Gideon, one of one through the air for 10 yards on the halfback pass for Snell. In the first half, eight of 14, a pick and two touchdowns. In the second half, eight of 10, no interceptions, two touchdowns. So for Braden Snell tonight, he was 16 out of 24, one interception, four touchdown passes, Quayar and three to Hines, 238 yards through the air, 336 yards on the ground. That's 574 yards of total offense and maybe a classic hits record, 29 first downs in this ball game. So they had a couple big plays, but they did a lot of it chewing up the yardage. They didn't always start at the 30-yard line the other way. They punted at one time for 28 yards. They had one turnover, and that was on the opening possession of the game, an interception in the red zone uh, that was picked off by Nolan Baker and set up the only Rebel touchdown. Six penalties for 45 yards here for Gibbon as they win it 40-6. to It was just too much Gibbon being Gibbon and the Rebels weren't able to be the Rebels. And over the course of the night, even though we had all those first downs and we had all the points scored, the game time really was only about two and a half hours. This is really a fast-moving game, especially for all the first downs we had, and that was because we didn't have all the big plays. We had a lot of little plays and then a lot of medium plays in that 8 to 12, maybe 8 to 15 yards where over and over, Gibbon was able to get the job done, especially up front. Their offensive line is for real. We'll take a break, have the scoring recap, and get to the CPI Mr. Tire scoreboard show right after this on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. The spirit of success. You see it all over town. People who take pride in giving their best. At the Exchange Bank of Gibbon, we understand what it takes to succeed. That's why we are there for you every day, making your life better and our community stronger, all while striving for your success, helping you develop and grow. That's the goal of the Exchange Bank of Gibbon. Banking made simple. See the professional staff of the Exchange Bank of Gibbon today. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Clipper Publishing wishes all area teams good luck in the game. Clipper Publishing is proud of the successful athletes from Shelton, Gibbon, and Wood River and look forward to supporting and reporting on all the game's activities in the Shelton Clipper, the Gibbon Reporter, and Wood River Sunbeam. Go to clipperpubco.com every day for daily updates on events happening in Shelton, Gibbon, and Wood River. Why wait till Thursday for your local news updates? Subscribe to one of the weekly newspapers and go to clipperpubco.com for daily updates. And welcome back to high school football. Let's take a look at our scoring wrap-up brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. As we said, Gibbon won the toss, took the ball, and returned it to the 38-yard line, marched right down the field by handing it off to running back Tanner Gideon on the first six plays of the ball game and the first time Snell went to the air he threw an interception Nolan Baker returned it to the given 49 yard line two plays later Tommy Spilnick took it off left in for the 49 yard touchdown run the extra point kick was blocked by Devin Stroh 806 to go first quarter Arcadia Loop City 6-0 the first time Gibbon had trailed all year long the teams exchanged possessions, and Gibbon finally got on the board. They were stopped on a four down on their second possession, so Arcadia Loop City looked like, okay, 
we might be able to come in here and get things done because you couldn't have started much better. Gibbon moved the ball, but you picked them off and scored. They moved the ball again. You stopped them on four downs, but the offense just wouldn't click. A little too one-dimensional. Gibbon could stack the box, and uh, when they got on the board, it was a 25-yard touchdown pass from Brayton Snell to Oscar Cuellar. The two-point conversion pass, no good. Tied it at six, and then on the ensuing kickoff, a fumble, and that's when uh, Jacob Tracy jumped on it at the Loop City 31, and uh, they took it in with the 11.20 to go in the second quarter. Snell to Hines on a nine-yard touchdown pass to complete that 31-yard drive. Jason Andrus made the kick 13-6. to No more scoring until the final play of the first half. It was first and goal at the one. They got called for false start, did Gibbon, so it's first and goal at the six. Thrown in complete pass with good coverage. Make it second down and six. You get a, another... Um, sack on the play, so it's third down and uh, a goal from the 11. They run a halfback pass. Gideon gets it over to uh, the quarterback, Braden Snell, who appeared to not get out of bounds and was tackled at the one-yard line, but they blew the play dead because there were no timeouts. Time would have expired. It would have been 13-6, to six, but they got that fourth down play from the one. Gideon runs it in. Andrus makes the kick. It's 20-6 to six at halftime. And then we had a slow start to the third quarter. Three scores for Gibbon, a two-yard run by Snell with 3.33 to go, makes it 26-6, a 44-yard pass from Snell to Hines with 51 seconds. It was actually an underthrown ball. Arcadia Loop City got one of the few hits on Hines in the pocket all night long, but Snell saw it, came back. The defensive back wasn't able to adjust quite as quick, and he scores. And then with 9.59 to go in the game, an eight-yard pass from Snell to Hines for the third hookup between those two and the final score, Gibbon 40. Arcadia Loop City 6, that is our scoring wrap, brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered, wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. Well, Brandon, we saw two games today that were close into the mid-portion of the third quarter, and then uh, two teams pulled away. Axtell did it up Shelton tonight, and Gibbett did it here on their home field this evening. Really, it was two different games, but yet one different script because as you said Doug both games were very close even through the halftime uh, early mid third quarter but then in both cases Axtell pulled away in this case Gibbon pulled away and yes especially where you have that opportunity where he really looked like he was in bounds very late in the second quarter but getting that touchdown on the final play of this of the first half really disheartened the Rebels. They tried to make some adjustments in the halftime locker room, weren't able to do it, and after that it was all downhill running for the Gibbon Buffaloes, and in this case it was literally because they had so many yards rushing tonight. Gibbon just a really good football team. Yes. Arcadia Loop City is not a bad football team. No. They're going to probably end up being 7-2. and two. A reminder that the podcast of all of our games are up right afterwards on Platt riverpreps.com. We'll also have some photos of our two football games up later in the weekend on platriverpreps.com. They're free to look at. They're free to listen to the podcast, to download and use at your pleasure. And we thank you for uh, using that and platriverpreps.com with all the sporting news, not just football, but everything that's going on throughout the year for our area schools. That's going to wrap things up from here. Coming up next, the CPI Mr. Tire Scoreboard Show. You've been listening to the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery Postgame Show. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. 
Brandon, have a good weekend, man. Two great games. Looking forward to uh, some great games tomorrow and Lopers getting a win over the Riverhawks tomorrow at Ron and Carroll Cope Stadium. Let's root for all of our teams. Best of luck, Lopers. Broncos will have a real tough task, and the Huskers, who knows. We'll see how it all plays out tomorrow. For our producer-engineer, Caleb Henry, for Brandon Bennett, for Mike Kenton. A lot of fun, Doug. For H-Man, this is Doug Duda. Thanks for being with us. And don't forget, the CPI Mr. Tire Scoreboard Show is coming up next. The proceeding has been a KKPR Sports Production, brought to you by the Classic Hits Sports Club. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, go to our podcast link at kkpr.com.